on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in a cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, that's a no, headshot, case closed What is up guys, it's Andy Priscilla And this is the show for the realists, say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness and delusions of modern society And welcome to motherfucking reality Guys, today, we have Andy and DJ and Sal and Cameron Haynes Cruise the motherfucking internet. That's right. You heard that. You heard that right. We are joined today by a legend, and it's definitely not Sal. I was getting ready to step in there. I know you were. That's why I had to say that. <laughs> I had to jump in and stop. Yeah, bad, bad, bad. Knocked it out of the park. <laughs> Cam Haynes, man. What is going on, dude? Man, just here in the first form. Uh, what is this? A campus. This is huge. This is amazing. I'm just so impressed with this facility here. Uh, everything you guys have going. First time here. It's an honor to be Bro. on the set of Real AF with all you guys. It's an honor to have you here. Um, you have a lot of fans here in this building. Uh, a lot of fans on the show. And I know we have a lot of cross-listenership to, to you know the Rogans and some of the other shows, the Jocko shows and yep. that you've been doing lately. You got a new book out. Yes, I do. Uh, congratulations on that, man. Thank you. It's called Endure. Yep. Uh, I haven't read the book cause I haven't had time to read the book yet, but, um, you're an incredible dude, bro. Um, everybody that, that I know that listens to the show probably knows a lot about you. Uh, but before, for the guys who, who don't, um, who are you, man? I'm a bow hunter. So that's, I grew up, um, kind of, you know, my, uh, mom and dad got a divorce. So I was kind of bounced between my mom house and my dad's house trying to figure out what's going what was going on and what i you know where i wanted to live and just had a hard time really getting direction uh athletics gave me some some direction i could focus my energy on football basketball baseball so that's what i did in high school and then after that man i needed something i didn't have anything going really and uh, my buddy roy roth got me started bow hunting and that's all i've done ever since so I was, I was about 19 years old, started hunting when I was 20 with a bow. I'd rifle hunted before that. But so for the last 34 years, I just, I like to be known as the bow hunter. That's, yeah. that's all I do is like, so you're, you're the that's bow a, hunter, right? That's a very humble description of who you are. Uh, I think, I think, I think most people know you that know you, know you as a tremendous athlete as well. And also a tremendous American, bro. Oh, it's well, a, it's a fucking honor to have you in this in this building. Oh, thank you. I mean, I feel like I feel like we share the same uh, sentiments in regard to the country and the pride of in America and the workforce here and just everything that's important to us. We feel the same. I feel like, and uh, it's just man, it's an honor to be here. Thanks for the kind words too. Oh, uh, it's it's a hundred percent fact. Uh, Sat. Sal is a uh, Sal's figuring out how to become your best friend right now. <laughs> no, I was sitting there thinking. No, what I was thinking is, you know, a good way to describe Cam for the, those like who don't know or or new or listening or just have not been on the internet for the last eight years. <laughs> the best way to describe Cam is that the scene in Pulp Fiction when they're in the when they're in the diner, you know, and he's like, "You need to get in there and grab my wallet. Which one's your wallet?" 
It's one that says bad motherfucker on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it was that scene, not the pawn shop scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, that's DJ. Hey, guys. <laughs> but see, you're not, you're not Ving Rhames, bro. Uh, you're, you're the guy from the box. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, uh, bro. So, so. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about the book, man, because I want to cover the book uh, a little bit. But really, dude, we're going to talk about some other things. But yeah, um, I know you've been, you know, you're probably exhausted of talking about the book, but let's talk about it just for a second. Yeah, I mean, why I'm excited about the book, it wasn't my I didn't have this big goal to write a memoir and tell mm -hmm. my story or whatever. But um, that now that I've done it, I've I had to get kind of prodded to, to get it going. But now that I'm done it doing, you know, going full born. What I'm excited about is that my story, I'm just, I'm an average guy came from, you know, just a lot, a lot of situations that a lot of people can identify with mm -hmm. and just basically chased my dreams and my passion stuck with it, stuck to what I was good at and just basically put in work. And so the, the formula of the book is like stick with something long enough, work hard enough, and you can achieve whatever dreams you have yeah. and make a difference in this world. Yeah. I didn't feel like I'd ever be in a position where I'd be sitting here talking with leaders of an industry in a setting like this. If you'd have looked back on my life as a teenager, you'd have thought this guy's going nowhere. He's a, you know, fucking what's he going to be doing? Drinking beer on the weekend and having a normal job. And, uh, I just found something that I could pour myself into. And here we are 30 years later. So. What's wrong with that drinking beer in a weekend thing? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, if that defines you, no. that's a problem. Yeah, no, I, so. I think you know. I think everybody. I think, dude, literally, the the show that I did yesterday um, with my buddy Kyle Kyle Creek, who's an author, and I think will be remembered as one of the Stoics of our time, um, thought leaders of our time. We were talking about the same exact thing. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it became at one point in life that was my identity. You know, it was who, it was what defined me drinking beer on the weekends. And yeah. so I think like a lot of people, I think that lifestyle captures a lot of people and that never escape. And uh, right. I'm excited to read your book because one of the things I appreciate most about Cam, and we talked, we spoke about this in the gym earlier, but, but I just want to say this on the show because I think it's worth noting. Um, you're a fucking legend, dude. And people know that and it's recognized and you may not feel that way. And I don't think you do No, uh, you know, and I, you know, but what I appreciate most about you, um, is that you understand the importance of, of relating in a humble way and telling the truth about yourself, um, in terms of, you know, not basking in that legendary status, but saying, no guys, I'm a normal dude, just like you. And this is how I got here. And, and I wish we had more of that. And I really commend you for leading from that position because a lot of people don't. A lot of people, when they get to be successful or they become recognized and, and people start to admire them for what they've achieved, um, they, they bask in that and they say, oh yeah, I'm great. I'm this, I have these special things. And in reality, dude, we, none of us have anything special. We just work right. and we grind and we, and, and dude, I just, I really fucking appreciate that, man, oh, well, because thanks. it's a great example for people. You know, it, thank you. I mean, it means a lot. But for, when somebody says, what's your advice or, or tell me what to do, or I'm like, I don't give advice because I know how I feel inside and how I feel inside is I'm just, I'm flawed. And I, mm -hmm. I doubt myself many times. And sometimes when I doubt myself, the only thing I can think to do 
it's just work. Yeah. Just put in work. I'm like, I don't really know what, what I'm going to do. And my buddy Roy taught me this. We'd be out hunting and it seemed like it was, we weren't going to find the animals or the country was, was beating us down or the weather came in and you know, he'd say, well, I go, what, well, what do you think? And he'd go, I don't know, but let's just get out there and see what happens. So same, same attitude. It's like, I don't have the answers. I'm not a guy who's going to say that, yeah, I'm a leader, do what I say and you'll have success. Mostly I share how I've screwed up and what I've learned. And I hope you can learn something from it too. It's, it's no different than how we raise our kids. And I, I've told my boys the same thing. It's like, I'm not judging you. I'm not saying you're bad or this is bad. I just have been through this already. And I'm telling you what's, what happened. I know that stove is hot. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. You don't need to touch it. Trust me. Yeah. And so it's like that lesson over. Some of us over, still got to touch it. Yeah, I'm gonna say, I, I kind of want to <laughs> touch it. Just a little. The camera hates touch it. I want to touch that stove. Yeah, just, <laughs> just a quick touch. But but yeah, so it's like we're not, I don't know. I don't need to be considered this leader or this, you know, I mean, you use the word legend. It's like, that's. I think of myself, I, can, I look at myself in the mirror and I know how I'm just have as many doubts as anybody else. So I'm just trying to make a difference by sharing my story. And uh, I hope people can. I think that's what makes you special. Bro. I really well, do. You. I think that's that attitude is what makes you so special. And uh, I think that's what really, that's the re the real attitude that inspires people to, to believe they can become. Mm -hmm. And um, it's noble. So Thank it's, you. it's very much respected from, from all of us. We talk about it all the time. So I appreciate it. It's Thanks. really cool to have you here now. We do have some business to address. All right. DJ. Yeah, we do. I think I, I, it actually flows perfectly, man, because as more and more people are seeing that like success is not that hard to achieve and people are just regular, right? So it is achievable, but now we know with all the shit going on in society, like it's important to to appreciate these opportunities that we have in this country and how how much they're being jeopardized right well, now. Well, we talk about this all the time. We talk there's lots of people out there talking right. about the problems, the problems, the problems. And guess what? We talk about the problems too. But Men like Cam are out here leading mm -hmm. and showing the solution. The right. solution is always going to be what you do in your daily actions. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's who we become. It's the standards we hold. It's, it's the ripple effect that we, we are able to create, even if it's just one or two or three other people in our direct lives. Yeah. The biggest problem that I think people have right now is they believe that they can't have an impact because they don't have a big audience. When in reality, dude, that attitude is what's costing us the country right now. Right. You know, it's real, man. But I even think to DJ's point, he's saying success is not hard. Actually, it it's not that it's not hard; it's that it's achievable. It's it is difficult. Yeah, very it hard. Is diff yeah, 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 it's very hard. And I think the fear of public opinion is what keeps most people from putting their toe in that water because we live in a social environment where you get judged really quickly and you get mm -hmm. judged, you know, on a platform. When in reality, anybody who has achieved anything that's great in life or anything that's of status has been in the exact same position and they've been flat on their fucking face. Mm. And that's what you have to realize is like falling is part of the process, but getting back up is also part of the process. And that's the piece that you learn. That's the piece that, you know, when you get to be around people who have had success, that's what they've, that's the skill that they developed. It's not, it's not falling. It's getting back up and it's putting one foot in front of the other. It's working through that mental, that mental funk. You know, we were talking earlier. It's when you're running next to Cam Haynes, well, I, he probably doesn't feel the same way I do. He probably doesn't want to quit. He probably doesn't, you know, his feet don't hurt. His, you know, he's not tired. He's not. I bet they did it one time. Fucking, I bet you they do now. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's do. the thing about success. You know, it's like, oh, that it's different for them. No, motherfucker, right. it ain't different. That's what you realize. And I think that's the, to Cam's point, and I think that's what I admire and appreciate is, you know, 
it's you got to get back up and get back in the game, even when you're at the top of mm-hmm. your game or in the top tier of your game. You got to play, and it's going to hurt, and it's going to be hard, and it's going to be difficult, but it's worth it. You know what I mean? You got to sign back up and, and ante up for that shot. And a lot of people won't sign up the first time. That's the hard part that you have to cross over. That's that yeah. threshold. You got to got to be willing to to fall on your face. And I'm feeling that right now. What you're talking about, like I just mm-hmm. walked out of the gym, shoulder pressing twenty fucking pounds. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for me, that's. Yeah, but that's progress. It was zero pounds last week. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, that, the, the problem the was eight months ago it was 400 pounds. <laughs> but hey, you know what? That's the point. Part and of the fall. I posted it. I posted it exactly for that reason, bro. You got to be willing to look bad to get great. You got to be willing to do it. Yeah, it's the biggest obstacle. But that's also the most relatable piece, right? I mean, to Cam's point, I'm just like you. I ain't no different. Well. You know? A good example of that, I thought about it right when you were saying that, as you said that, you know, you would be running and I probably hurt too, but you were thinking I wasn't hurting. It's I talk about this in the book. I was running Boston Marathon in 2008 with, and Lance Armstrong was ahead of me and I was just dying, but I was trying to catch him. It was like, you know, the legend of Lance. Yeah. And I get up there and his pacers had dropped off and he was kind of by himself. And so I'm, I'm with him running and I'm just dying i'm like i'm gonna go down in flames but i'm running with lance you know this i probably can't keep this up uh, you know if i pass out if i throw up whatever whatever happens happens so i finally catch my breath a little bit and i ask him i said uh i said how you doing and he's like good and uh he goes is this heartbreak hill and i said um i said no i don't think so it's it's up here you know in between gasp and uh he goes, he goes, Oh God, he goes, I'm fucking dying. And I was like, like, it gave me this boost because I'm like, I was dying, but I thought he was, because I was looking at his calves going, fuck, I wish I was an Olympian. You know, it's just like, he's probably just cruising. And he says he's dying. And it's like, then all of a sudden I got another boost. Cause I'm like, well, I'm dying too. But if we're both dying, that's all, you know, let's go. Yeah. So it's like, nobody's any different than anybody else. We all go through the same exact challenges. Yeah, everybody falls down who gets up the most. That's right. That's it. And that so, self-doubt. That's, that's, that's cool. That self-doubt talk's real, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. to hear Lance Armstrong says that, that I know. I mean, that's awesome. I, I was know. getting ready. My joke well, I got was, a comparable story. Let me tell it. I yeah. ran a mile yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you run for your life. But it's because I had to. Yeah. <laughs> dude, dude, I tease people all the time. I'm like, bro, if you see me running, you better fucking run. <laughs> yeah. And I, I also say, haven't I said this for like years, dude? I'm like, I'm like, dude, I don't know if I can run a mile right now. Mm-hmm. Cause like, I don't even like, but you know what? I ran that fucking mile yesterday pretty easy. Yeah. <laughs> Adrenaline's a hell of a drug. Dude, for those of you guys that didn't catch it, there was a fucking tornado here that came out them. right whenever like I was out in the middle and like I had to run. It got right? squirrely fast. Yeah. He was scared the fuck out of me. No bullshit. Lance Armstrong, though, he's got a competitive advantage, you know? He's a little lighter. He's got one nut. He's only swinging <laughs> well, one, one of them. Yeah, that's true. And he had. That's I was, bad karma, bro. No, he, his book, his book is one, I think is one of the most underrated books of. Do you know him now? Is he your boy? Or? Well, Rihanna's been in touch with him. Um, we're, I was going to do his podcast, yeah. and I was like, sometimes, and I said this on a different podcast. As you mentioned, I've been on a run of podcasts, yeah. but I thought, you know, how you can create things in your head, and then it started off on this one image, and then it turns into this whole other story, and then you're believing this whole other story because you've like thought about it so much. So yeah. I'm like, maybe he didn't even say anything to me. I made up this whole thing. <laughs> but, uh, 
<laughs> he read the book and he's told Rihanna he remembers me and yeah. remembers that. That's so, so I mean, cool, I, I guess I didn't make it up, but no, I don't well, fuck, know. He was dying. It's the first time in his life. He was like, <laughs> well, fuck this. I'm not climbing that hill. What I was going to say is he had the, he was 37 and I was 40 at that time. So he also but lighter and younger. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Dude, you know what though? Not- I never really got the, this is real, real talk. Okay. Cause like I come from sports background, like, a lot of us do mm-hmm. and i have a big mouth as everybody knows um and when you play sports and you have a big mouth what's the result of that you get made to run okay yeah. so i have this negative association of <laughs> running. running i'm like fuck dude fuck that fuck you coach it's right? yeah. Yeah. yeah but yesterday when i was running dude <clears throat> and it sounds stupid because i know a lot of you guys run a lot further than me it's not my cup of tea okay i'm a weight guy um but dude i did get to a point where i was like fuck this sucks but I kept going, dude, because I was yeah. scared. And I'm like, <laughs> I got done. And it sounds weird. I don't know if you saw me walk in yesterday, but I mean, I was soaked. Like, it it was bad. Like, I don't get scared. And I grew up in Tornado Alley, and like, I'm not a fearful guy. I was fucking scared. I was running scared for real. And I realized, like, holy shit, this is why, this is what it's about. Like, I, it, it made me realize the running thing in a very short window. Yeah. Well. Like, yeah, there's the, some purpose to it sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I felt good about it. I yeah. got done and I'm like, damn, dude. Yeah. I lived. Yeah. And not only did I live, <laughs> I pushed through that that hurdle of like where like I thought that I, like if if I wasn't scared, I would have quit. But I was scared and I pushed through it and I made it. And, and then I I kind of surprised myself and I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. It made me this sounds fucked up, dude. Like if you guys know me, it sounds fucked up because it made me kind of want to start running. Yeah. Oh yeah, you fucked up. Somebody, yeah, I think yeah. somebody, somebody, somebody call somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Global warming's got to your head or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's all those paint fumes I've been huffing. Huh? <laughs> but dude, I, I it made me like have a new like. It sounds so weird because it's like you got you're running 20 miles at lunch. No, it bro. doesn't. I, I think. But it, it made me get no. it. Like, you know, I'd have never really got the running thing. No, but I mean, there's a there isn't a euphoria. The runner's high is a real thing. Yeah, it is. I mean, like I got done, I felt pretty badass. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. That's the advantage humans have over animals. If you get down to it, is humans have endurance. We're built for endurance. You know, other animals like maybe a wolf, they yeah. could compete, probably out outrun us. But most animals, they're good in short bursts and then they're done. Yeah, humans, because we sweat, we can keep that going, and we ha- we have the endurance advantage over most animals. Well, it was it was a it was a little bit of a. I'm not saying I'm going to start running. Yeah, I'm not committing. <laughs> not to that. signing up hey. to that. But I am saying. I'm interested. Yeah. That's a start. Yeah, no. Yeah. All starts somewhere, yeah. yeah. We also have a competitive van- uh, advantage over animals. We can shoot them. Yes. They can't, they can't shoot us, you know? <laughs> However, a- they're usually stronger, faster, have better hearing, smell. Do you, have, you ever, have you ever done bear bear hunts? I, listen, I am completely ignorant to the hunting world, so if I ask stupid questions, mm-hmm. please tell me I'm stupid. But like that, like the can, bear- Can the, I say the, that from the business perspective? Is dumb? No, I'm just saying, like, you what? know, when you say, ask me a question, can I just be like, well, that's a stupid fucking question? <laughs> um, no, you're not allowed to say that because it's, I'm the fucking. Uh, why, does Cam, why does Cam get the fucking grace? Because here? that's hunting his business. <laughs> and you're trying to assert your business dominance, and there's no fucking chance. Okay. It's asserted. Uh, you're, 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 you're very good. 
but you're still in the karate kid phase. <laughs> all right. Wax on, wax on. I already waxed all them fucking walls. <laughs> yeah, no get the fuck out of here. Yeah, sweep the leg. So, yeah, no shit. Uh, I'll let you know when you're ready for that. All right. You can step into the ring. You ain't ready yet, son. Uh, you're very good, though. You're like a, you're like a, you're a black belt. But the next 400 employees, is it okay? we'll have a discussion okay i gotta yeah. cross over the All thousand right, we'll yeah. yeah yeah you know i can get on the internet at that point in time and i can have a i can have uh you're, you're allowed to make more motivational reels at this point got it All okay, right. cool. <laughs> qualified uh no real talk you guys don't realize that he's probably the best business guy that i know um i but, want to know real talk about the bear hunt yeah i do too <laughs> i do too uh yeah yeah i hunt bear every year with archery mm -hmm. that's all i only bow hunt I remember I'm the bow hunter. Okay. So I, well, I didn't know some guys do all of it. Yeah, they yeah. do. I, um, and yeah, I don't have any problem with people who rifle hunter use other weapons. Yeah. Even DJs mentioned the crossbow a few times that for me, it's just bow. I just, I love my bow. I love, uh, it seems the like the most pure it. form of hunting. It's, uh, you know, rifle hunters might argue that they yeah. feel you know, pretty pure in their pursuit also. But for me, I like getting close to the animal. I like having that interaction where, you know, normally when you get in rifle range, you shoot hunts over when bow hunting, you, when you get in rifle range, it pretty much just started. Yeah. Now you got to get all the way down to 40 yards and bow range of these animals. So that is the, the challenge and the thrill for me. And what drives me every day is competing. I feel like one-on-one -on -one with them. Um, as far as bear, that's, I love bear hunting because again, I like that challenge. I, I like the purity of the pursuit and, um, hunting, a uh, something that could kill easily. Yeah, yeah. It's like, so black bear I've hunted since I first began hunting it back in, you know, 89 was my first year bow hunting, but I also hunt grizzly bear, brown bear in Alaska. Shit. I like the, I like the intensity of hunting top of the food chain. So you're putting yourself in a, in a dangerous position to do those hunts. Yeah. I want, I want to be at my very best yeah. and nothing, nothing requires me to be at my very best. And if I have a grizzly 40 yards away, that's crazy, dude. Mm -hmm. What's that like? It's awesome. I mean, it's like, I'm, you wear brown pants just in case. <laughs> so, uh, I would. I mean, <laughs> you got yeah. wet wipes on deck. All right. Hey. <laughs> Yeah, it's intense. I mean, it's, but it's what I, you know, it's what I do. Yeah. So it's like, I don't, I don't, my heart doesn't get going. I just feel like this is what I prepare for. Yeah. So I got to deliver a perfect arrow. That's some crazy shit. I mean, that's, that's badass shit, dude. That's, that's badass shit. So can you walk us through your first grizzly hunt? Because I, you know, you see a, a black bear or, mm -hmm. you know, and they're, you know, I don't want to say. Well, isn't an Alaskan brown bear bigger than a grizzly bear? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's all gris grizzly Same species, thing, right? but brown bear eat fish. Yeah. So the ones that are on the coast, because they're getting that salmon, it's basically they get more protein. So they're bigger animals Makes and sense. they can get up to a thousand pounds or even more a brown bear. Grizzly generally is about 600 pounds or still a big animal. Yeah. And they're so strong for, I mean, you could imagine a 600 pound man that is just shredded. Yeah. And unreal strength. Yeah. Right. Say like Andy Frisella. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, exactly. I mean, I don't know. If, not you that. should have seen him yesterday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Runs at forty miles an hour. Yeah. That's right. I run yeah. four two forty. <laughs> <laughs> How fast does a grizzly bear run, though? I mean, it's something stupid, right? It's like thirty miles an hour. Yeah, thirty thirty-five. I mean, they're fast. So, I mean, you're forty yards away, thirty thirty-five miles an hour. I mean, that, I mean, you're you're one hair away from a snack, bro. Yeah, there was uh, one Dude, example. Dude, that sounds interesting to me. Now, like, like if I went and tried to shit, I get yeah, myself killed. Yeah, if you killed. were in a glass <laughs> yeah. tube. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, the first time seeing a, a bear like that. The first time I was on Kodiak Island, I was deer hunting. And Roy and I, who got me started bow hunting, we split up and went our separate ways. And we're like, okay, we'll see you in a week. You know, because we're no gear. It's big country. We like hunting on our own, making all the calls. And so I was out by myself and I see this bear and it looked like the size of a car. I mean, it was sure. giant, it's probably a thousand pound bear. And on the Southern end of Kodiak, there's no trees. So it's just kind of alders, uh, high grass. There's nothing to climb to get away from. And you see this animal this big and you're just like, oh my God, I wasn't hunting it though at that time. So it was a little bit different. You just mostly when you kill a deer, you want to watch downwind of where you're at because that scent of the dead animal is going to go a bear is going to hit that scent and come right to you so you're working on your animal breaking it down and you're watching downwind um hunting them i i hunted the fur for the first time in 2015 hunted brown bear and there was it was a epic hunt some of it's on youtube but i snuck in there's this bear sleeping i could see it on the edge of this creek and it was bedded down there in this tall grass we're right on the tidal flats so it was just grass and then the the salmon weren't really in yet. The bear get down by the water, ready for the salmon to come in. And the salmon weren't in yet. So the bear were eating grass. And uh, that kind of gets their stomach going after they come out of hibernation and things like that. Well, so this bear sleeping there. I get the wind right. I sneak down and I get 40 yards away and it stand, It gets up and it's staring right at me, kind of downhill because I'm down in this creek. And he's up on the edge of the, of the lip, lip of the creek bank. And so he's looking downhill and just staring right at me. And that was the one I range it 40 yards away, come to full draw and he's facing right at me. So normally like what people will tell you is whatever way the bear is facing, when you hit it with the shot, that's the way it's going. A frontal because it's facing me very intense, but I drew back. I held my pin. I felt really good. I slowly squeezed off. We we're filming it arrow just tracked perfect hit this bear like maybe an inch to the right of where i wanted but right in the front of the chest went all the way through and came out this bear made this noise as arrow blew through it and it went actually the other way it didn't go the way it was facing but it went the other way is a is a, a boar a male um brown bear when it made this noise a sow that had um like kind of yearlings they weren't cubs they were yearlings with her she heard this and she was about a hundred yards away. She stood up. I could see in the grass, this other bear standing up, a big bear. And it had these full grown, they weren't, they weren't cubs at the time, they were, but they were her cubs, but they were old enough to survive on their own. They just kind of hang out sometimes with in the area of mom. Well, anyway, she stood up and then she comes over and she's over there where that boar was bedded and, and female bear don't like male bear because male bear will kill the cubs. Mm -hmm. So she comes back in heat so he can breed her. So they're very protective of male bear. And so this, where I hit that boar, it took off. She came over to it, heard where he made that noise and then found blood because my arrow went through him. And then that 
the combination of all this shit going on, the the smell of the male bear, the blood, she went kind of crazy. And I'm standing there. I had walked up on the bank and my buddy Roy was behind me. And I was like, I said, God, that, that sow's on that blood. And he's like, yeah. And she runs out, trails us, and my bear went 130 yards and died in seconds. It was a perfect shot. So she gets out on that male bear and she starts tearing it up, attacking oh, it. And hair's going everywhere. And I'm like, watching. I go, I said, she's tearing up my bear. <laughs> and uh, I was like, hey, <laughs> she's tearing shit up, grass and stuff. It's like, God dang, she's going to thrash my hide. You know, it was my first brown bear. And uh, Roy had his, this, a gun. I didn't have a gun. And I said, I go, shoot out there. Get her off that bear. And so he lines up, boom, shoots. Not trying to shoot her, but shoots off to the side. Nothing. I said, shoot again. Boom, shoots again. She like looks up, kind of got snapped out of that trance she was in, and she sees us, and she starts coming, sprinting. Oh, I mean, shit. she's like, she has so much shit going on, gunshots, blood, male bear, her full-grown cubs. So here she comes, sprinting. And we're on the, at the other side of the creek by this time, and here she's coming, getting closer and closer and closer because 35 miles an hour. And Roy's like, he goes, if she crosses that creek, dude, he goes, I got to shoot her. And I said, yeah, I, I know. And so she blows across the creek, runs up to our side 20 yards away, standing. She stands up. She's looking at us and looks big as shit is an old sow. And uh, we're going, get out of here. And I had an arrow knocked up and we're going, get out of here. And she's looking. She drops down and just full charge. And Roy's oh. just sitting there, boom, and hits. he hits her right off the neck, but right here and just folds her and drops her. And and I go, fuck, like that. And he goes, he goes, dude, I had to. And I said, I know, but God damn it. I said, I didn't want to kill another bear. Yeah. We were just like, did not want to kill this bear, yeah. but she gave to. us no choice, yeah. right? Yeah. So now we had my bear kill killed, this bear that, that attacked us killed. And that happens up there. You know, people always say, well, you have a greater chance of being struck by lightning than attacked by well, that's unless you're hunting bear all yeah, the time, piss right? Off. <laughs> so when you're hunting bear all the time, you have a pretty damn good chance of getting having an issue, yeah. right? So it happens. And up you there. had no idea that they were even there. No, when no, you, when you we hadn't seen yeah. her, and so it's called defensive life and property up there because it happens in that country. If you're in it enough, you're going to have bear issues. So we just set, told the the game warden, yeah, defensive life and property, explain the situation. They said, yeah, it happens, and that that's the way it goes. And, uh, you know, her, the bear with her were old enough to survive on their own, but it just wasn't, we didn't go right. there to kill a sow, yeah. right? We went to kill boars. Yeah. And um, so it was just kind of a, it tainted that experience a little bit, but yeah. it, that's just the nature of hunting predators that are at that level of the, they're used to being at the top of the food chain. Yeah. They don't. Legitimately. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, at that point, dude, it's you or them. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. And so it's like, um, but as far as intensity, I just, that, those type of things, not the bear charging, having to kill another bear, but that, that whole time, that's like what we live for. Yeah. And that was the, what drives that, or I mean, it's etched in my memory, all my hunts are, but that was the last year I was able to hunt with Roy. And then, um, soon after, well, that was July. We had did a moose hunt in September and then in October he was sheep hunting and fell and died. Oh, so that was dude. our, our last one of our uh, our last two hunts and we just had two epic hunts back to back pretty much and just what year was this 2015 yeah and this was just hunts that you know we lived for 
And so I'll always have that memory and that experience, but that was what defined us basically is those, that's what we, that's, that's the game. All we cared about. Yeah. That was it. it. Yeah. So when you say what, what's it like bear hunter? What is just like, that's just, that's what I live for. Yeah. And just seeing if I can have what it takes. Yeah. That's incredible, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a lot of emotional up and downs there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's not for everybody. Yeah. It's not. A lot of people think, you know, hunters are just these dudes that go out and just kill shit because they want to kill shit. It isn't even about that. No, I mean, I, I actually, you know, I don't enjoy the killing aspect of it. Yeah. I love the challenge. I love the pursuit. I love testing my skills. But when I kill the animal, I don't, it's not like I'm laughing and happy and just like, I just, I feel, you know, I, I love animals, yeah. but. I'm a hunt. I'm a bow hunter and being a bow hunter killing is part of it. So I accept that we all humans, um, it takes life to, for us to survive, mm-hmm. whether you're killing it yourself or paying somebody else to mm-hmm. kill for you. Mm-hmm. Life is, is there's a, a cost of life for you to survive. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm willing to get the blood on my own hands and yeah. do that. I don't enjoy it, yeah. but it's just part of who I am. Yeah. So it's just, it's just, I accept it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So it's not, and that's most hunters have that sense of, um, it's, it's Respect. a bitter, bittersweet moment. Yeah. It is because you've achieved what you work for and what the goal you set, but it's also at the cost of an animal's life. So you need to take it seriously. Yeah. And we do. And so that's, I mean, that's just kind of the journey of a hunter though. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because I didn't grow up hunting. Sal didn't grow up hunting. So that's like something that I always had a bias against. Um, meaning like I never really understood it. Right. Like I, I'm an animal guy and I would talk to guy, I, you know, like the Drury's and we became friends with those guys and I started mm-hmm. to talk and I'm like, yeah, it's really not for me. Cause I never did it. Mm-hmm. But then when you talk to people who do it and who value and respect the experience, um, it becomes a lot more understandable to someone who never grew up that way. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, I actually think that's a, I mean, I, I've never heard it positioned that way. Yeah. Cause I've shot one deer in my life mm-hmm. and I didn't like it, but that's what I didn't like about it. Yeah. It's not, I mean, I eat meat. I love meat. Mm-hmm. You know, I eat all types of meat. And, you know, I understand that somebody's got to do the work in that yeah. sense. I didn't. And honestly, until you have positioned that way, I never thought about maybe those guys don't enjoy that piece of it either. Yeah. They love the process. Mm-hmm. They love the result, but they don't really like that piece. I thought that, you know, like I remember put the deer, you know, in the Cross side. And I'm, yeah, yeah. And I'm sitting there, you know, I'm focused on breathe, take a deep breath. And mm-hmm. Start having maybe a little contemplation moment, you know, bam. Yeah. And then, you know, she fell and went through the process. Kind of, man, I didn't really like that. Yeah. You know, I thought I was going to, that was going to be the exhilaration, but it wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, now I liked harvesting the animal. I, I like cooking it. I like going through the process. I liked all of that, but yeah. I didn't like that piece of it. Yeah. And it's interesting to hear you say that actually you don't either. Because then it makes me feel maybe that's not so weird because it does make sense. You know, like I, I love eating meat. Well, I I, I think it's a great skill that for men to have. Mm -hmm. And I think it's also a great understanding for men to gain uh, and women to gain humans to gain. I don't mean to say just men, but you know, Hey, look, dude, this is how we got to this point. Yeah. We went out and did these things. This is what, like, you could say all you want. Oh, I don't like it. I don't agree with it. Blah, blah, blah. You, that's a privilege you have yeah. because people did that for, mm-hmm. for thousands of years. And right. still do. Yeah. yeah. Right. I, think, I think too, the, the, like there's a massive regard of just life there too, the, and the appreciation of life that you get from doing that type of stuff. 
Yeah, you know I'm saying that. I, I think, think it's actually the opposite lack. of what most people think. Yeah, for sure, dude. A lot it, of people, I mean, think of how many people lack the regard of human life right now. Yeah, look at our major cities across our country. Like, you want you're complaining about me going to shoot a black bear, like. Was it because it's black? Like, what's the deal? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> there's other issues going on right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, uh, you know, it does, you, you contemplate life and death because you're seeing it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people aren't exposed to death in that way. Mm -hmm. And so they don't really know how to process it. And as I can just point to, I look at my DMs, the DMs I get like from anti-hunters or, you know, they want to kill me because I kill an animal. They want to kill my family or put my daughter's head on the wall. And it's like, well, that's somebody who's never had to take a life, yeah. you know, to survive. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You, yeah. you live in a place of privilege you're not yeah. even recognizing. Yeah. Right. So they have this perspective for, that's based on, it's not, it's, it's fantasy. Because even if you, whatever, you don't kill an animal, you, you think you don't kill an animal for that salad. To get that salad, animals died. To live in your house, animals were displaced and died. To clear that land, to cut the trees down, to build the house. You cost animals lives. So you're just ignoring that fact because it's not convenient. That's right. And then you see that I'm doing it and a heart with hunters. Um, I'm not saying every hunter feels like me because some hunters, they've worked so hard. Maybe they are happy. It's like, finally, I did this and they, they made them might be smiling. Right. And that's fine. That's that it's their journey to interpret the way they want. Right. They kill the animal. They can feel the way they want. I feel melancholy, but when you go through that and you see that you just, you're not hunters aren't sending anti hunters death threats mm -hmm. because we know what it means to, right. we know what life and death, the value of it. Right. So it's, I don't know. I think there's even, even with your experience, you, you know how you felt. It just gives you a better perspective. Right. Right. And it's, I think we all could grow from that, whether you hunt or not, or just being aware of it. Well, I think that's a big piece of life that most people, that those are the first ones who cast the judge. Mm -hmm. you know, the judgment, because they don't have, really have a perspective. They don't have a true perspective. And they don't, right. they don't look at it from the other person's point of view. They just cast judgment. Yep. And I think that's the part of society, especially social media, that's really um, disheartening because it's easy just to start pointing a finger and cast mm -hmm. blame and, and, you know, calling people, you know, names and saying, sending threats when, when in reality, like you step back and you start to realize like, you know, we're all humans. We all have different interests. We all make mistakes. We all have likes. We all have dislikes. And it all, it takes all of us to make the world go round. Yeah. You know, and it's going to take somebody, even if you're going to go buy a filet at the grocery store, Yeah, somebody's got to do somebody's that. Somebody's killing that. Somebody's doing well, that it's work. it's like Cam said, dude, even if it's a salad, it's, mm -hmm. yeah, it's part of the deal. You but, watch when a, when a, when a field is harvested, whether it's wheat or whatever it is, corn, whatever you watch once, once the machines that harvest it go through what's going on there's buzzards circling because all the, there's animals dead all throughout there oh yeah so they know it's time to eat yeah well your salad or your the wheat for your bread or whatever caused all that death mm -hmm. i mean it, people are just out of touch with reality yeah it's the whole it's the whole problem that we have in this whole entire country those people sending death threats are the same people that are fucking crying about everything fucking else they're mm -hmm. detached from reality. They don't have the ability to critically think or observe or learn. Mm -hmm. And it's intentional. It's been intentionally bred into them. And, um, you know, hypocrisy is rampant. Yeah. I, I appreciate you coming on and sharing that story because for me as a non-hunter, um, I get, you know, and dude, I get invited. I think people are surprised when they hear that I don't hunt, mm -hmm. to be honest. Because um, you got the beard. 
Yeah, like I'm in a gun. Yeah, right. You know. Yeah, like all that. You know, from Missouri and all that shit. But like we even wear camo. Yeah, right. (laughs) But the thing is, uh, I get invited to go on all these hunts, and I'm never accepted because, Mm -hmm. like, I've I I I don't know. I don't think I would enjoy the the killing part of it. Mm-hmm. Now, so, now, now we're talking about bad people. I would have no problem with that. That's, <laughs> and that is the fucking truth. That, like I'm, I'm begging for you to test me there. Um, but I think, you know, after having Kyle on yesterday and we talked about this and the combination of like how they're processing our food now and what they're putting into our food mm-hmm. and then having to, you know, this experience of being able to talk to you about it and, and just feel the real emotion about it. Um, I think I'm going to accept some of those offers and just learn about it. Like yeah. for real. Well, there's, there's a different feeling too. When you're the one out there, you kill the animal as I explained, but then also you're bringing that meat home. Mm-hmm. And so then you're sitting around with your family and you're a provider. Yeah. And for me, another big thing is I like providing to my community, to yeah. people who haven't tasted, uh, tried wild game meat, or maybe people at work, you know, when the pandemic hit there, it was tough to get meat. So I would take this cooler into work, fill it up with meat from, you know, bear, bighorn, elk, deer, whatever I had in the freezer. And people would take it home and they'd make, you know, if it's hamburger, I had tons of hamburger, you know, that's tacos, spaghetti, all this stuff. And it's like being a hunter has always been being a provider for the community. That's, that's, you mentioned hunting for thousands of years. So that's the hunter's role. And when you're, you are that provider and you're giving, it's like, here, I killed this. I want you to to eat it, it's a whole different, you feel like a sense of purpose then. Yeah. And it's like, you feel like, okay, this is, yeah, I can, I can deal with this killing so they don't have to. Yeah. But they know that it happened. Yeah. And it's just, it's just different. And those tacos are good. <laughs> They're you know damn what I'm good. Saying? Yeah. Oh, oh <laughs> but uh, I think, no, bro, I feel that dude. Yeah. yeah. Like I feel what you're saying mm-hmm. for real. Like, cause, um, you know, we're all providers in, in different ways. Right. But that's a very, very straight up, masculine way to provide like yeah. it's a real it's an obligation to, I, I think for the way society's going it's a it's a tremendous skill for anybody to possess let's be honest yeah um because i don't trust what they're put i don't trust them anymore for anything after what just happened the last couple of years mm-hmm. and the, the sad thing is it's been going on now that i've woken up to what this is these kind of things that have been going on for decades and yeah. um I don't trust, I don't trust the pharmaceuticals anymore. I don't trust the food anymore. I don't even trust the water anymore, to be completely honest. Well, I'll I'll tell you, I feel when you eat wild game meat and if I eat super, like super dense, for some reason, I feel different when I eat bear, like even stronger, better. But when you eat wild game meat over extended period, you can tell the difference. You feel different. Right. In a better way. You feel like a higher octane, like you're putting in regular gas and you're putting in the the premium, premium. yeah you know it's like premium fuel yeah and it's just different then you throw in that aspect like you've you did it yourself yeah the self-sufficient feeling and it's like it just makes it seems like this is how it's supposed to be yeah that Uh, makes a lot of sense mm -hmm. man it really is how it's supposed to be Mm -hmm. i mean there's not really any argument to that because if you take away all the technology and take away all the food processing you take away all the dependence on on our government um, and you break it down to, are we going to survive? Or are we not going to survive? Mm-hmm. You don't have that skill. Guess what? Yeah. Some of you, you do. don't survive. Yeah. That's it. So it is really actually how it's supposed to be. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if, if there's actually science that backs up what you're saying, mm-hmm. we just don't know about it. Yeah. I mean, they'll, they'll hide it. If yeah. Right. Is. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But like what it, it, 
you know, I came up where I came up, hunters were revered. It's kind of like this area here where yeah. hunting is like kind of a lifestyle, you know, for probably in the outskirts here. But where I was, it's like, if you were a hunter, that was a good thing. No, it's a good thing here for sure. Yeah. yeah. And, and some, but in some places now, because of social media and different yeah. things and so, sh social justice warriors, I guess, easy for me to say, um, hunting has kind of got a black eye a little bit, mm -hmm. but it's like, I'm still from that time where we, you know, hunters were revered mm -hmm. and looked up to mm -hmm. and respected. And so that's, I think that's, I don't know, that's a different where oh, I was going to mention this too, with the social media, because everyone has access to these hunter pages people who don't hunt and never hunted have a hard time with the smiling with the dead animal mm -hmm. you know when you're sitting there you just kill this animal then you got a big smile somebody who doesn't hunt is going what is going on why mm -hmm. these people are sick yeah yeah and so that's where it's a little confusing and used well, to it's be confusing for for even someone like me yeah used yeah. to be hunters would only be showing to themselves like yeah it was a hunting magazine hunting, hunters were buying that it was on the outdoor channel hunters watched that now it's everywhere. So we just need to be cognizant well, of well, you've been following unfollow, right? I'm about to say that that's the bigger thing, man. Like, I mean, we need to get back to that day and age where, Hey, if you don't like, if you didn't like a TV, mm -hmm. uh, a TV show that was on, that was on, turn it you, off. You, yeah. You change the channel. Yeah, I know. You know what I'm saying? So well, like, dude, look, that's a whole, that, that, that <laughs> we're speaking about the entitlement of the entire yeah. world right now. You know, like people have, this is a big reason why people can't be successful because they feel entitled that other people are supposed to approve of them or like them. When in mm -hmm. reality, um, half the people are not going to fucking like you. That's yeah. just the reality of life. But right. I mean, that's a great point going back to the success side. Half the people won't go because they're afraid of how everybody judges them. Yeah, but if yeah. you just accept the fact that, hey, dude, um, I'm being entitled by expecting people to approve of what I am doing or who I am or what I'm about, then it takes away the pressure because you're like, well, I have an unrealistic ex expectation right. for society and that's a me problem. Yeah. And and for you to actually go out and become notable at anything, you have to understand that there is a reality you're going to deal with. And the reality is this half the motherfuckers ain't going to like you no matter what you do. Yeah. That's well, it. Well, the I, the, I'm sorry. The, the crazy thing is too, man, like we went from a society where it's like, I, I, I don't like what Sal does. So, bullshit. Like, that's cool. Right. <laughs> But now it's like, if I don't like what Sal's done, I have to let you and the whole fucking world know that I don't like what Sal does. Like, yeah. mm -hmm. It's just so stupid, Yeah, but I think everybody's, I think, I think most people, see, they, I think that those people used to have leverage on the regular common sense people, which I will call the, the, the well, 85%. because they were followed by 20 other fucking bot accounts. No, bro, it was new. <laughs> it was new. It, 10 hey, years those ago, girls are my friends. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Dude, look, 10 years ago when someone got fired from their job, they would go on the internet and fucking throw this tantrum and everybody else would join in with them and be like, oh, I got to fuck, fuck those guys in that company and this and that. Now people get fired from their job and they do that shit. And most people are like, yeah, well, what the fuck did you do? <laughs> right. You know well, what I'm saying? And it's the third time that person's done it. So yes. Right. Right. <laughs> so what I'm saying is society is learning yeah. that right. there's just a segment of people that are going to complain about fucking everything. Mm -hmm. And those people are... I think they're on the way wrong side of the social momentum right now. I think those are the people getting blasted. Yeah, for it's sure. Like, hey, dude, shut the fuck up. Well, Cam, you're probably a good uh, measuring stick on this because, you know, as you have grown in social media notoriety, like, do you get more hate now or did you get it five years ago whenever it was kind of new to the marketplace, if you will? I get less now. I get, I get, yeah, I was getting more five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So now it's, well, Rogan's helped this kind of this, we've, We've been able to educate. So also, there's a black eye you could get by people not getting the kill shot picture with the smile. But there's also an educational piece where the people who take the time, they'd be like, 
wait a second, like you, like, oh, that's a different perspective, you know? And if they see it, then it's like, that's a great opportunity. Um, so yeah, we've, we've benefited from that too. Yeah. And it, it, I think it is a, a turning of the tide. But yeah. it goes back to enduring, right? Like five years ago, you know, you could have backed down. You could have <laughs> said, you know what? I'm not going to post that because people don't like that. Well, I, I remember one, like maybe 25 years ago, I remember one of my buddies told me that he's like, Cam, you're too competitive, you know? Cause it's like, and I thought I was like, that is the greatest. He's trying to slam me, like saying you need to settle down. You're too competitive. But it's like, that's, that's how we got here, right? Yes. That's a too compliment. Com too competitive helps you win. Yes. Right? And you got to be a touch crazy. Yeah, you know you what do. I mean? You have to be a touch. Well, listen, dude, if, 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 if people ain't calling you crazy in this world we live in, yeah. you're fucking, you're in the wrong place because they're the fucking crazy ones. It, it is, uh, it, it's cool though. Cause I look at it, Cam, I, I think from a respect standpoint, going back to the legendary status, not that you would, you'd like the comfort zone there. I've been a, Andrew knows this. I've been a huge Cam supporter for years. Right. And I, I going back, you know, I would say if I was guessing, we were trying to figure it out earlier, 2016, 2017, somewhere in the realm. In fact, I bought probably one of the first hats you ever made. Do you remember when you did a collab with Branded Bills? Yeah. And I did. I bought a keep hammer and oh, hat nice. with a little leather okay. tag there. I don't know, whatever yeah. year that was, about that time. Yeah. They make a nice hat, by the way, Branded yeah. Bills. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they make a great hat. And so, you know, going back to it's just, you know, I wasn't into hunting, right? Mm -hmm. I followed you. Yeah. But I didn't follow you because you hunted. I followed you because of the mindset that you bring to life. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, I'm going to get up. I'm going to get after it every day. Every day. And I don't care how old I am. I don't care what the, what the weather is. I'm going to shoot, I'm going to practice, I'm going to run, I'm going to perfect my craft, and I'm going to attack. And I think that mindset for me is what attracted me to the brand, not hunting. Yeah. You know, hunting's the, it's just kind of, it's who you are, right? but it's the process that, yeah. and that, that you preached and, you know, showed and taught and loved that I think I related to most, you know, because those are the 16, 17, 18, probably the hardest years, at least for me in business. And us, you know, going through those years, you know, because it was trying to scale and we were going through all, dude, and you feel like you're, you know, you're every day, you're, you're repeating the process and you're going and you're like, what the fuck is that? You know, right. and it's happening, mm -hmm. but it's not happening yet. Yeah. Well, and I think, enough. you know, watching you from afar and be like, all right, this guy shows up every day. Well, it's the slogan, dude. Keep hammering. Keep hammering. Yeah. Like, it's, it couldn't be more accurate. I've, I've watched this dude throw arrows out of his kitchen. I don't hunt. I don't <laughs> throw arrows. I've watched him throw arrows down the side of his truck. He's a Toyota guy. I've watched all of these things over the, you know, the course of life. And it's interesting because it's, it is, it's keep hammering. Yeah. You know well, I mean? Show up and keep hammering. And that the book isn't, isn't a hunting book. It's just like you said, it's outlast. So it's endure, outlast, keep hammering, just keep working. Bro, do you not believe that that's the, I, I, I truly believe like I've been doing what I do for, this is my 24th year. Okay. I He's 25 years old. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I look back. That's right. Uh, but dude, you know, people, people sometimes like, especially younger entrepreneurs, you know, they come in, they see what we got going on. They're like, holy shit, bro. And I'm like, yeah, man, like this is all I've ever done for yeah. 24 years. Like if this was all you've ever done every day, literally every day for the last 24 years, and besides like eat, breathe and use the bathroom. Yeah. Um, you'd probably be further than me because I'm kind of an idiot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it's the truth. And, and, and dude, it's, there's too many guys out there willing to, and women that are willing to say, oh yeah, I'm fucking just really great at what I do instead of telling the truth, which is, nah, dude, it was hard, but I just, I didn't really have an option. I just got up and did the shit. Yeah, every and the truth single is day. you wanted to quit how many times? For, I did. I made a post on it yesterday. 
I said, back in my first 10 years, I wanted to quit every fucking day. Mm-hmm. Years 10 through 15, I wanted to quit every other day. Now I want to quit once a week. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, Tuesdays. Yeah. And Tuesdays that's, are hard. And, and people laugh and they're like, bro, are you serious? I'm like, yes, I'm serious, dude. Like that's it. The, the, it really is outlasting everybody else. That's the whole key. Wow. And, and, and so I always tell everybody, let, let the other guy quit. Let him quit. It's this, you know, it's, I think that's the, I think that's the entire key to success in literally anything. I think it's just showing the fuck up and just doing it. And even when you don't feel like doing it, just getting it done, man. Like, yeah. Not every day is going to be the best day you ever had. No. You know, uh, I would say that the, the best day, like the, like when people think, people think that shit's easy for you to go out and run 20 miles on your lunch break, bro. Yeah. Like sometimes I'm sure that's really difficult for you to do. And yeah. You, and I you, mean, but it gets done. I just did the Eugene marathon. And when I was doing it, I was like, holy shit, I can't believe how hard these, I forgot how hard these were. <laughs> yeah. You know what I've done it? I don't know how many marathons, but it's, yeah, it's, you know, something worthwhile. It's going to be hard. Yeah. When you, I will just say, I could see mo- a lot of people, probably almost everybody walking around this facility here and they would love to say, oh, it must be nice to wor- work here, build this, be part of this. Must be nice, right? That They weren't there during that whole grind it out, all the doubts you had, all the times you wanted to quit. But yeah, so it's, we're really good at looking at, you know, the top of the mountain and saying, yeah. look at those fuckers up there. They forgot how they had to climb up there too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Helicopter so, didn't drop us off, bro. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's like, this country is, I mean, if you're willing to sacrifice and endure and stay consistent, and that's what, that's what is crazy. So I have some kid from some redneck town who had nothing going, and that could make the New York Times bestseller list. It's gonna. I mean, are you kidding me? Yeah, it's gonna. So if you need any more we're gonna proof, make it happen. This building, that book, what that is, do you need any more proof of yeah. what's capable? With, or what's possible with hard work? Well, bro, people look at, like you look at, one of the things that I try to remind people of is like, go, dude, just on a normal drive that you go wherever it is you go, like drive down the street, okay? And you see from here, I live four and a half miles away from here. I see a hundred different companies on the mm-hmm. way from there to here. Every single one of those companies is a story. Mm-hmm. It's a story of someone at some point in time who said, I'm going to create something right. that all of their friends said, you're full of shit, mm-hmm. okay? And they said, no, I'm not. I'm going to do this. And it materialized. And yeah. we look at like the amazing things that we have in our lives, like these phones or mm-hmm. like, you know, like I know Steve Wozniak who helped invent the technology of this phone. He's a normal dude. Yeah. Okay. Um, the airplane, the Wright brothers, like imagine, imagine living in at the turn of the century in 1900, and these two motherfuckers walking up and telling us, yeah, bro, we're going to build this machine and we're going to be like birds and we're going to fly. Like everybody's like, the fuck you are. You doing that shit. Yeah. And here we are. Now we have airplanes that fly in the sky that are the size of like six Greyhound buses that carry hundreds of people from one side of the country to the other side in a couple hours. Like, Incredible. So dude, yeah. the, that's a, te- the, we're, we are surrounded surrounded by what's possible mm-hmm. with freedom. Yeah. With freedom. And right. that's why I'm so passionate about maintaining our freedoms that we are getting inched back and back and back and back. And I think the reason that guys like you and Rogan and Jocko and, and myself and these all these guys, the reason we value that 
is because we recognize what we've been able to accomplish with it. And I think the reason that the 20 year old doesn't quite value it the same way Mm -hmm. is because they don't recognize what's needed for them to get where they're trying to go. Right. And if we could just get all these younger people, see, dude, that's who I'm fighting for. That's who I'm, that I am not, I am fighting for the 19 year old version of me. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause they're, they're out there right now. Right. And they're listening right now. Yeah. And, and they are, they're like me when I was 19, I had these big dreams. I was a fucking regular person. Nobody believed in me really. Like, you know, and, and, and if these, if these motherfuckers keep doing what they're doing, these, these 19 year old Andy's and Cameron's and Sal's and, and they're not going to have the possibility. Yeah. They're not going to have it. And right. that's what I'm so you know, people are like, man, why'd you convert, convert your podcast over to social issues? Because I fucking had to, bro. Yeah. I would much rather talk about making money and, and all this shit. But like without freedom, without America, we don't have it. We got to fight for it, bro. We got to fight to keep it, fight to have everything we've had. And it's like, and Rogan is his exact same story. He yeah. came from nothing too. And look at what he's built. Yeah. It's just like, you see it when you take the blinders off and you look around and you see it, it's just like, it's, it's all there, but we get get so focused on what's right in front of us. Yeah. And I think, I think that's a mistake. Of course, young people make, you know, yeah. I know I did. I oh, was yeah. just like, and I, I mentioned this the other day, my world went from the little town I lived in to the, we'd call it town where we'd go to a movie and go get pizzas, 20 miles. So I thought that was what, what else is beyond town? Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. So, but once you can, you know, like I said, take those blinders off and actually look up, it's like, man, we can do, we, you can achieve anything you want. Anything. Yeah. Anything. But we got to be free, man. Yeah. It's worth gotta fighting be free. for. Can't have this big government. Can't have this, these restrictions. We can't have uh, the, the taxation oppression we have. There's all kinds of things that are getting to the point where it's now going to be almost impossible to do what any of us have done. Yeah. But I think it's important to understand we have to be free, but we also have to be together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I agree because the divide and conquer method, which they have implemented really well. Yeah. yeah. There needs to be an importance in understanding, like we can do a whole lot more together than we can as individuals. For sure. You know, if you want to go fast, go single. You want to go far, go together. And That's so right. like, we have to be on the same tune. I say, think it's right. happening. I would too. And I would like yeah. to think that collectively, you know, there are the, the, all the names that have mentioned, you know, there is a, there's a movement that's within that movement. It's happening. Yeah. I know it's happening because just like, what you were saying about the less resistance, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'll just use the black square analogy. I didn't post the black square because I knew it was fucking bullshit. BLM comes from St. Louis. I know, I know what they did here to this community. They fleeced the community and they fucking bolted. They burned the shit down. They burned the black communities down and then left them here. Very helpful. Okay. And uh, I got called all the names. You got called all the names. Our company got harassed, blah, 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 blah. You know what? All that shit came out this last week. You know how many apologies I got? A Zero. lot. No, Did a you? lot. Yeah, really? a okay. lot. A lot Good. of people. A lot of people. And I got one, I got one in person actually yesterday. Mm. Um, but a lot of people are like, "Man, dude, when I first when you first went off on that, I thought I thought you were just this and this and this." And and man, I I, I judged you and I apologize. And I you know, hey, it's all good, dude. Like yeah. you have an expectation. People have the expectation that that. They should have an expectation that people are good people. Mm-hmm. You know, they should have the expectation that what's on the news is true. Right. That's a, I think that's a reasonable expectation Americans should, should have. Yeah. Like we shouldn't have to decipher through 
the political agendas or the narratives or what their mission is biases yeah. to get the fucking truth. Yeah, that's real. And isn't all those stories kind of being exposed now? Oh, not yeah. Always, not yeah, just got, that. We got, we got and that's what I'm here. saying. That's what yeah. I'm saying. I feel like people are seeing. I yeah. know they're seeing because yeah. I'm seeing the feedback and people who were my who were my enemy, my quote unquote enemy, mm -hmm. you know, are now saying, oh, dude, wait, hold on, man. I'm sorry, dude. Like, I misunderstood what you were about. And like, dude, that's what I'm saying. Like, Sal, you're on. That's happening. It's yeah. happening. It's it's slow. It's slower than what I would like to happen, but it's happening. And that's but a I, good sign. And I think we just need to recognize too, once once that is, is exposed and then we'll start coming back together, you can expect something else is going to be thrown to divide us apart. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's going to stop. That's not going to stop. No, because, but, because once that happens and then you can, when we're collective and we're looking at what's going on with the leadership, then it's just like, everybody's going, wait, are you okay with this? But then they're like, oh shit, they're paying attention. Do something yeah. and yeah. divide us again. It's yeah. just, it keeps happening. Yeah. But the, that's pawns, a tactic. the pawns that, that puppet their, their, their plays are becoming fewer and fewer. Mm -hmm. That's real. You know? Yeah. So dude, I guess we could, uh, we're an hour into the intro. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess. It's I guess good. Cam, do you know how the show works? No. Okay. Okay. So it's called cruise the internet. All right. And, uh, it's exactly what it is. So what we do is we cruise the internet. There's three topics. Um, DJ, read the topic, and then we just kind of dissect it and and make fun of it. Yeah, give and, judgment on yeah, it. We yeah. pass judgment. Yeah, here. very good. You know? Yeah, and, I like and, it. Healthy. Yeah, basically, um, we try to extract what little truth there may be in some of these headlines. <laughs> so yeah. that's it. Yeah, yeah. Let's get into it, man. And uh, guys, as always, if you want to see any of these uh, pictures, articles, links, videos, go to andyfasella.com. You can find them all there. And with that being said. Um, we're actually getting something, guys. Oh, are we? We're getting something. Is over it breaking news? We're getting something. We got breaking news, guys. Breaking news. 1988. Yeah. Our breaking news headline reads: Hillary Clinton approved dissemination of Trump-Russian bank allegations to media. Campaign manager testifies. So this just came out. Former Clinton campaign manager Robbie Mook testified today that then Democratic presidential nominee Hillary Clinton approved the dissemination of materials alleging a covert communications channel between the uh, Trump, uh, Trump organization and the Russia's Alpha Bank to the media, despite campaign officials not being, quote, totally confident in the legitimacy of the data. Uh, so former FBI general counsel James Baker testified uh, Thursday that the bureau investigated the data alleging a Trump connection to the Kremlin-linked bank and found that, quote, there was nothing there. Uh, Mook was called to the stand for testimony by Michael Sussman's defense Friday. During cross-examination by the government, uh, government prosecutor Andrew DeFilippis Friday, uh, Mook was asked about the campaign's understanding of the Alpha Bank allegations against Trump and whether they planned to release the data to the media. Mook said he was first briefed about the Alpha Bank issue by campaign general counsel Mark Elias who at the time was a partner at the law firm Perkins Co. Mook testified that he told uh, that he was told that the data had come from, quote, people that had expertise in this sort of matter. Mook said the campaign was not totally confident in the legitimacy of the data, but had hoped to give the information to a reporter who could further, quote, run it down to determine if it was accurate or substantive. Uh, he also said he discussed whether to give the information to a reporter with senior campaign officials, including campaign chairman John Podesta, senior policy advisor, now White House national security advisor Jake Sullivan, 
and communications director Jennifer Palmieri. Quote, I discussed it with Hillary as well, Mook said. Quote, I don't remember the substance of the conversation, but uh, notionally the discussion was, hey, we have this and we want to share it with the reporter, Mook said. The government then asked Mook if Clinton approved the dissemination of the data to the media. Quote, she agreed. Uh, Mook later said he can't recall the sequence of events when asked if he was shared the idea to give the Trump Alpha Bank allegations to the media with Clinton before or after the decision was made. He said, quote, all I remember is that she agreed with the decision. He testified. That's a big bombshell, guys. Mm. That's a wow. mighty big Should bombshell. Should I say now? <laughs> Should I say now? Told you, motherfuckers. <laughs> That's Andrew's version of I told you so. Yeah, yeah. gotcha. Here we go. Okay, so let's, let's, all of you Trump haters out there, okay, remember that all of your hate for Trump comes from this story, and it's all built upon. And this story, not only do I suspect that this is going to be true, but what they're going to eventually expose as true is that the story actually came from Hillary, Hillary Clinton. So they created it. It doesn't really, and that's already been quote unquote mm -hmm. proven. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know, man. It sounds like treason to me. Yeah. Sure sounds like treason I, to me. I mean, that's, Let's make up a story. Let's put it into the press. Private service. Let's know that it's not true. And let's trash a current president of the United States and discredit him and create a media frenzy and, 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 and impeach him yeah. based upon a, a lie that we created. And then also use that lie to spy on a sitting president of the United Ooh. States for the next four years. Ooh. Man, Man it's yeah. going to get hot over there. Spicy. <laughs> yeah. But do you think it will? Yeah. And the damage is done. Yeah. The damage I mean, they, is done. Yeah. They, they used it and it worked. Yeah. You know, they it's used true. this lie. It worked. The Russian Russia collusion. Remember all that? Mm -hmm. And it's like, they oh, Trump, or I mean, Russia was in with the elections and doing all that. It's like, what? Yeah. None of that happened. Well, yeah. We were, so we, we had first watch earlier this morning when I uh, picked up camera and we were talking about it. You know, it, it, it's disgusting. I told you I'd give you credit for it, but I'm, I'm using it. It's disgusting the fact that what, what, what court filing do we see on TV all day? J fucking Johnny Depp and Emma Heard. It, it is disgusting the fact that I know more about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard uh, fucking bedroom shenanigans than I do our own fucking treasonous government. It's disgusting. And I think people should be fucking pissed. Well, dude, they made people believe that this was true. And, and the lies that were built upon that are the one. Like, dude, look, if you tie Trump to, to Putin, mm -hmm. okay, well, and you're you're using this to disparage Trump and and take his credibility away and make you hate him. What do you also got to do to Putin? You got you got to disparage. Okay, the same thing to him. And now what are they doing with Ukraine mm -hmm. and all of these other things? And they got the whole left saying Putin puppet, Putin puppet, Putin puppet. No, motherfuckers, you're the puppets. Right, you're the fucking puppets. Okay, the truth of the matter is we have people who have been in government, whether it, which individual people that create a group of what are really racketeers or gangsters, uh, the Bushes, the Clintons, the Obamas, and all of these people who have been in power for 30 fucking years. And now we have a situation where they're caught making up a, a complete lie about someone who was an outsider. Mm -hmm. You know, people keep saying, oh, it's, it's, not, it's not left or right. They're all fucked up. No, you guys had someone that was independent. You just didn't like his tweets. Right. 
Well, I'll say this too, man. Uh, I Jim, mean, what should happen to these people? Well, I mean, will anything happen? Because it seems like that's this gets exposed and nothing well, ever happens. Did you see the story about how the jury members that were that the, the jury all tied in, yeah. bro? The the jury members on this jury right now are heavy Clinton donors. Yeah, so corrupt, dude. Yeah, yeah. and you, with all those families, you forgot Biden. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. About yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah but, you, but they're all those guys are people who have to realize they're all the same. They're Weren't all we? The wasn't same. that the swamp? Weren't we draining the swamp? Yeah. And wasn't that working? I, I think it was working well. Yeah. Well, I think it has worked because I think the water level has been lowered enough to where mm -hmm. we could see we the see fucking him. creatures in there. Yeah. Right. I hope yeah. so. Well, I'll say this right now: Robbie Mook did not Epstein himself. So I think <laughs> yeah. We well, well get you know, hey, look, dude. Hey, hey. My opinion. And it's just my personal opinion. If I was running the country, these people would be fucking hung. That's real. All of them. Okay. Yeah. That's we, this, this treasonous activity cannot be tolerated in our country. Okay. And that's it. Especially at the highest level. It yeah. can't at any level. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm at just saying, yeah. you know, when and you over the course of history, um, when people do these kinds of things, that's the punishment for these kinds of things for a reason. And it's so that people understand why they don't do those kind of things. Mm -hmm. Okay. These people have sold out the American citizen for money. They've sold their country down for money. Dude, I can't think of anything worse than that. I would lose every motherfucking dollar I had to keep this country intact. Or, or the status, you know, they're power hungry. So yeah, they love sure. the status of being, a, and that's kind yeah. of the opposite of what we've talked about here is yeah. we don't want to be up on this pedestal. No. We want to be, We're they're the op service. Yeah. They're, they want to be yeah. exalted like yeah. a king, like kings. Yeah. kings. I have to make these decisions because yeah. you well, guys dude, well, Look how, look how Hillary dresses. She dresses like a fucking emperor. Yeah, like does. some of the shit she wears, it looks like a, like a, like an emperor would wear. I was going to put a picture up, but I didn't want to puke. Well, I'm glad you didn't because it would just made me mad. It also pissed you off. Yeah. So. I get mad when I see her. Yeah. Like I get angry when I see her. I get it, man. Um, but yeah, I think you're right, Cam. Dude, yeah. these people, they they believe that they are, they believe that people like us mm -hmm. and people that are people not just like us, but the just regular Americans everywhere are literal parasites. We're in the way. Yeah, yeah. man. You're just a hunter from the fucking yeah. woods and shit, man. Yeah. No, she said it. They're deplorables. Yeah. That she's like people think that she. Like the left people that cheer for her think she's not talking about them. No, motherfucker, she's talking about you too. And you see that they're trying to come up with something else to disparage people like like us. It's yeah. like so they'll say that what were they calling Trump the MAGA Ultra MAGA King? Ult yeah, that it's was like, hilarious. Right. So just keep coming up with these yeah. things so they can throw these code words out, and the left will automatically think that oh, bad. Yeah, okay, that's a, that's the that's a cue for bad, and then everything's bad under that has anything to do with it so anything positive from the right or conservative they'll put that uh super what was it super, ultra mega king? It's yeah, all, it was ultra, no it was ultra mega and then it was trump is the ultra mega king yeah so they'll put yeah. that label over it and then yeah. you just don't have to even pay attention to it yeah it's like that's well great. i mean now it's becoming like almost a badge of honor like that's what they don't <laughs> realize there's so many people that that represents I'm everybody's everybody's realizing that what they're talking about is the 85% of common sense Americans. Right. And people are like, ah, well, I uh, guess I'm a knight. Yeah. Whatever <laughs> you guys say, but like, like you're giving us some, some, some aggressive sounding names. Like yeah. now it's dark MAGA. It's right. like, Hey man. Well, don't you think it's weird that they somehow turned being a patriot into a negative? Like if you were called a patriot that, or even the flag, because the flag was like a Trump pro 
pro yeah. America, lots of flags at yeah. his rallies. And so the flag was almost like, I mean, it was crazy. Yeah, but dude. The flag we, in a patriot is negative? But, but it's not. Here's the problem. The left knows how to control language and the right doesn't. Mm -hmm. And what and and what needs to happen is the the 80% of normal people out there need to recognize that language is being manipulated and terms are being changed. Right. And the way to defeat that is by using those words more, not less. Okay? So like flying your flag openly is the solution. Not censoring yourself because you feel the need to not offend someone is the solution. Um Calling yourself a patriot when you know what the true form of patriotism is, which is the love of one's country, is something that you should call yourself if you love your country and not let them hijack the terminology. And so I think a big lesson for us who, because who, who, I take pride in being a patriot. I know you do as well. Yes. And I take pride in that flag. And I know you do as well. But there's a lot of people out there that do that are afraid that if they say that, they'll get some backlash. Well, hey, you know what? Fuck those people. Yeah. That's the truth. Okay. If you're not about that flag and you don't find a place under that flag, that's not my problem. That, but that's our flag. And that's the one that we believe in. And that's the one people have died and sacrificed for, for us to even have the opinion that you don't like the flag. I know. It's just, it, it's almost disgusting. I mean, it's it so me. It's important. Our family has been patri patriots for as long as I've been around so much. So my son is in the military right now. Yeah. It's like, it's worth fighting. And when he joined the military, he said, I have more to offer this world. And what that meant was he's offering himself as sacrifice. If that's what it takes to serve our country. And it's just like, that can be nothing but a positive. And so, yeah, we fly the flag proud every day. We yeah. love our country. And we'll, obviously he's signed up. He's willing to fight for it. And I couldn't be more proud of him. That's amazing. Man. Awesome. And I think, you know, part of the solution is as Americans, we have to be less tolerant. You know, we're, we, to, we tolerate, we have to understand that, you know, the media is going to come and go. The Hillary Clinton story is going to pop up. We're going to, oh, well, it is what, oh, and then it goes, just goes away. Like, we're going to have to start standing for ourselves. They got to start. It's standing. not that hard to do. Like, it's really easy when people attack you to say, well, fuck you. Like, it's really easy. Or stand up for what's right. Yeah, or have a conversation and be like, hey, dude, you know what? You may, not th you may not like that flag, but guess what? That's your flag and you fit underneath it. And the fact that you don't see yourself underneath that, I, I don't really know where that comes from, but that's a you problem. That ain't a me problem. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we allow these people to, you, to, to walk all over dude, us. Dude, I don't stand think that's ground. actually the case. I think the case is that we have been led to believe that they are, there are more of them than there actually are. And what happens is, we have these conversations where it's like, oh, well, you know, if we do this, they're going to say that and this and this. Who? Who's going to say that? Well, the reason why we feel there's more than, of them than there actually is, I think, they've been muting our voice and using yes. algorithms to keep suppress our Absolutely. voice where they've been blowing their voice up. Yes. So it does seem Artificially like Artificially inflating right. and, and molding the reality that right. we live in. So, so it does feel like we're fighting against a, a larger foe when yeah. we're not. Right. But They're the just, language that we use has to be adjusted right. to where instead of saying, like, dude, we have to quit talking like we're facing this massive resistance of mm -hmm. people. We're talking about fucking what? Two nerds in the back of class. 5% of the population that's anti-America for real? Yeah. Okay, fuck you guys. Yeah. That's it. All right, fuck you.
Yeah. Move on. How's like, weather? Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's it. And like this, this, the, but if you watch conservatives, they're actually the puppets of the media because the conservatives are the ones that echo all this crazy shit out, right? They put, the media is really smart, dude. They put these headlines out and they know that it's going to infuriate the conservatives and the conservatives then fucking pump out and buy right into it. It's just like when the Roe versus Way thing just happened. All right, look, dude. Magically. We, okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, that's an important subject. No argument here. But the reality of the situation is um, we have citizens in this country paying 60% of their fucking tax. We have the highest crime rate ever in the history of this country. We have the b worst inflation ever in the history of this country. Gas prices are at a record high. Inflation is at a record high. Wages are not adjusted properly. We, we have food shortages. Blah, 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 blah. It's at the end of the fucking list, people. Okay, and we can't be as conservatives or regular Americans or, or common sense people um, that uh, anyone who isn't crazy, we can't forget where that ranks on the list of importance right now. Okay, and by us engaging in the argument, we're actually doing their bidding. Yeah, because we engage, it gets the likes and it becomes the topic of conversation. It has nothing to do with the left. No, like, dude, when you go look at a conservative's page and what they propagate out. It comes from the media. Then somebody who's a big conservative page, they press it out. Everybody in the comments gets pissed off. I don't see any leftists in there. Yeah. It's us. It's, it's us. Cre echo chamber, Listen, yeah. man, we're creating the own resistance. We are creating our own resistance by even engaging with that. It's the truth. Yeah. I agree so, with that. Guys, that was our breaking news headlines. So let's move on. To I thought the in the first news headline, I thought you were reading the entire book. <laughs> And then she's guilty. And then yeah. she's guilty. And then she's guilty. <laughs> Look, dude, it's already been proven that she made this shit up. Yeah, for sure. Okay, enough information is leaked where that's the truth. Now, whether or not they prosecute it here and they get found guilty, I don't know. That's it, the point about being told. We, yeah. we have to stand that ground. No, I, I know. They need to be held accountable. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, I have a feeling that, like, dude, look. People are not going to continue to allow these people to walk around the streets. It's just so reality. Either, like they've either. damaged so many lives. There's so many people out there who have lost everything by what these people have done. Yeah. That it, like, even if they get off, I don't feel like they're going to get away. No, well, that's the thing. Either, either our court systems are going to hold them accountable or I, the American people will. Somebody will that fucking Period. lost everything. There's people out there who lost everything. They lost their business. They lost their family. They fucking don't have shit now. Like they had to say goodbye to their fucking dad on fucking Skype, bro. Yeah. Terrible. Bro, people are pissed. Like, these people are not going to be, like, the, the Fauci's of the world, the Gates of the world. These people, bro, I just don't see, I just, I just don't see them being able to go back to normal life ever again. No. So, and I don't care how many security people you got. <laughs> because at the end of the day, those security people are for money. And once they figure out what's actually happening, you know, uh, throughout history, um, this happens all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, some of the greatest leaders in the world were taken out by their own fucking security detail. Don't get any ideas. <laughs> Epstein. Yeah. I love you, Andy. <laughs> I hope so. number one. <laughs> in, until another $100 comes. Yeah. Hello, <laughs> number one reads, uh, Musk challenges far left private jet sex accuser to describe intimate body parts. So uh, Elon Musk called the woman who accused him of sexual misconduct a, quote, far left actress who has, quote, a major political axe to grind and challenged her to verify her claims by describing a part of his anatomy 
quote, not known to the public. Uh, Musk took to uh, Twitter late Thursday and said that the wild accusations are utterly untrue. Uh, the allegations were first reported by Insider. The tech mogul uh, was accused of exposing himself to a flight attendant aboard one of his private planes in 2016. And SpaceX later paid the woman $250,000 to settle her sexual misconduct claim, according to the bombshell report. Musk was also accused of rubbing the flight attendant's leg without permission and offering to buy her a horse if she gave him an erotic massage aboard the plane, Insider reported Thursday, citing documents and interviews. Uh, Musk tweeted, But I have a challenge to this liar who claims their friend saw me exposed. Describe one thing, anything at all, scars, tattoos, etc., that isn't known by the public. She won't be able to do so because it never happened. Uh, Musk was responding on Twitter to a commenter who wondered, quote, where were these wild accusations against Elon Musk before he took a stand against the establishment? Here's the uh, whole tweet. And uh, Musk said, uh, exactly. Moreover, the, quote, friend in question who gave the interview to uh, Business Insider is a far-left activist actress in L.A. with a major political axe to grind. Um, he also continued, he said, uh, the attacks against me should be viewed through a political lens. This is their standard, despicable playbook. But nothing will deter me from fighting for a good future and your right to free, uh, free speech. Well, I mean, he's right. This yeah. is their play. This is the play they run. This is the play they ran on fucking Eric Greitens. Mm -hmm. This is the play they run on fucking anybody. Yeah. This is it. So this is why every successful dude should go out and get a special, unique tattoo like I do on my wiener. <laughs> <laughs> I have a very distinct tattoo on my penis, and you can't guess what it is. It's a ruler. <laughs> no, actually, dude. It's a cubic one, dude. It's not, it's not on the metric system. Actually, what it is, it's a woman. And when it's like small, it's like this fat, ugly woman. And then when it gets like, it turns into a hot one. So medium. <laughs> hey, hey, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I won't, I won't tell you what it is because th for this reason. I'll tell yeah. you. Not good enough for me to buy a Tesla, but I love this dude. Hey, you yeah, know what? He's starting to, he's starting to gain a little bit of my trust because yeah. I don't trust anybody. Uh, I think a lot of these dudes are paid for to come in and paid actor and yeah. make plays. Uh, Him with the brain chip thing, I wasn't really hot on. No, but then when you look into it and you, I'm not hot on that at all. But <laughs> when internet you, head is out on the treadmill. Oh, yeah, day. when you look into it, he's actually- <laughs> For the, ocular disease. It, it's, for, it's for, to get people's vision back. Uh, Joe seems to like him. Yeah, he does. Yeah. No, he does. And I think Joe's a good judge of, of character. Yeah, no, I mean. Yeah. I think it's just because he holds those cards so close, it's hard to really know what he's, what he's, what he's on, man. It's hard to know exactly what he's moving. Man. If this, it, listen, if this guy's sold out, I literally have lost all faith. Well, listen, hold <laughs> on. Humanity, hold on, bro. Man. Let's be real about this, too. Um, this is the, dude, okay, first of all, let's be real about life. There is not a perfect human out there. Nobody's. There's no, the idea that the people running this country should have some perfect track record of perfection their whole entire lives is unrealistic because just like every single one of you listening, every single human on this planet has shit that they're not proud of in their life. I think it deters a lot of good leaders. It does because, well, because they're it, like, I'm not going to deal with this, that, all this uncovering, all this bullshit. It's a huge deal, bro. Yeah. It's a huge deal. And, and what we have to get to, which they're creating for us, mm -hmm. is a scenario where nobody cares. Yeah. Because the truth of the matter is, um, I personally believe 
that the people that the media attack the most are the people that they're the most afraid of. Mm-hmm. And I believe that those are the people that we should support and push into positions yeah. because they're showing their cards. I mean, but I mean, let's peel this back though. Can you really hate on the guy in 2016? So that's what, six years ago? The guy's trying to join the Mile High Club. It's not, I mean, first of all, <laughs> he's just trying to go. Listen, dude, this the is first the guy richest. Yeah, I'm a club, is, I'm a club listen, member. bro, this is, the ri- this is the richest dude on the fucking planet. And it's not like he's an ugly dude, all right? He's a decent looking dude. He's uh, probably the smartest guy in the fucking world. Um, got a weird tattoo. He ain't somewhere. having to pay chicks to fuck him. All right. Let's be no. real. Okay. And and if he's going to buy him some, it ain't going to be a fucking horse. It's going to be a <laughs> castle. Okay. Because some of those horses are expensive. Unless, unless it like, doesn't matter. The run, the, if I the mean, guy really wanted to do, if he really wanted to pay off and create, he would do it and nobody would ever know. You would have no idea. This, listen, fuck these people and their media shit. Yeah. We as a community of, of actual reasonable humans should all like, do exactly what he said and view it through a political lens and say, well, it is what it is. And here's, here's the real problem. This is the real problem. It's the same problem with the, with the racist shit. Yeah. Everybody's fucking racist, so we can't identify the real shit. Now the liberal media has created every single person uh, that, that is somewhat powerful or successful has some sort of sex scandal and... Now, how do you know what the true ones are? Are the real victims? How do you know? Except Bill Clinton, he didn't have one. Yeah, right. (laughs) Everybody had one, but Wild Billy. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I'm saying he had (laughs) ten. Yeah, bro. Like, dude, it's fucking. It's, dude. I I don't think this is gonna hurt him at all. I actually think this will make people say, yeah, welcome to the team. I mean, I got to be honest. So, if I'm at thirty thousand square feet and Elon asked me to rub his leg, I might, you know, you know, for a horse. What type of horse are we going you after? You itself or just a horse? An no, erotic just, maybe massage? the castle. Maybe I that's go what I'm the saying. castle. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. dude, he, he, the, the uh, Cam, don't get any ideas. I'm not rubbing your leg. <laughs> <laughs> I like you. Yeah, he ain't going to buy I, you a you castle. But you ain't fucking Elon, bro. He ain't buying you a horse. He yeah. ain't rub his leg. <laughs> he might shoot one. Yeah, I'm just saying, dude, like, <laughs> if I need to eat, this, I call This story Cam. makes no sense no, from no, any way. Like, no. this dude. Yeah, it does. He was trying to get laid. Yeah, but the point is, is that she would have done it for free. Right. And she probably did. And now she wants 250. Right. Dude, people say, well, why did he pay her then? Because the media is so powerful in ruining people's reputation that 250 grand to a guy like that is like $2 for me. And he say, hey, would you pay $2 to not have this big thing out in the public? Yes, I would. Right. Here you go. Now leave me alone. I would love to actually know the equivalent of what $250,000 is to that man's wealth. It's it's like $2 for you. I, I mean, Maybe it might less. be, Can might you be less. That yeah, out? it might, it might be, be less. He's got like ninety-eight billion dollars. No, is that right? He, no, no, he's, he's got, got like three hundred. Yeah, the richest they, they man said, in the world. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. So, yeah. dude, like, it's 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 a. That I will bet you that that two hundred fifty grand payoff probably didn't even hit his fucking desk. They probably just did it. And all the all this is is they're just scared shitless. Oh yeah, he's yeah. gonna get Twitter. Yeah, and it's gonna be free speech, bro. He's and they're doing. Dude, I'll it. say this. I, I love even, the guy. Well, yeah, dude, I, don't I don't think that's the play. I'm say, I don't even think. He's I think doing the play, I don't even think he's paying. No, on I think the play to buy Twitter was, and, and when we covered it on the show a few weeks ago, yeah. I, I I left it open. I didn't really know what the play was, yeah. but I'm I'm having a clear vision. I think I think what the play was with Twitter was that he understood what you said earlier, which was the the false. The creation of a reality yeah, a narrative right. that didn't exist yeah now people don't under, people don't quite understand that but what what we're saying is twitter 
has, let's say, I'm just making these numbers up, but let's just say it had 100 users, okay? And what, what Elon is making known is that they also have another 200 users that don't exist, right. Right. that they then craft the narrative. So the 200 bot users then support the Clintons and the Obamas and the Bidens and all the social justice warriors while you're stuck, with, we're, we're all stuck with just each other. Yeah. So they've created a false reality which I've been pointing out for years in the polling, mm-hmm. right? Where when they say, hey, would you support a business that put vaccine mandates and it's fucking 80-20 against it? Um, that means that there's not 80% of the people vaccinated. Like we can deduce these things from the data they give us. And what he, he knows this. And so what I think he did with Twitter was get into the process enough yeah. to where they had to expose the, themselves and now he pulled back and they're trying to force the sale now. Um, but the reason they're it's trying to force now. Yeah, bro, they're caught devalued because they, and they said they were their sample size of that test for legitimate accounts was a hundred one. They're tested what or looked at 100 accounts. Yeah. That was their sample size. Yeah. I mean, and so he, he said this, they said it's a violation of the NDA. And now because he's saying no half to sh- more than half the shit is fake. Yeah, but dude, that's an SEC violation because they sell advertising based on a number right. of a number of users, users that they claim to have that they don't actually have. Mm-hmm. So now what he did was walk them into a fraud case. Yeah. And they're too fucking stupid to understand it. Like, dude, the CEO of Twitter is a literal moron. Which goes well, to show you again guy. that this dude's no, he's not. Smart, I'm right? not talking about Dorsey. I'm yeah. talking about the new guy. And and dude, oh, Peter, I think I don't know what his name is. Pad- it, Pad- it, it doesn't matter what his name is. The point is. He's smart. They're dumb. They're fucked. And it is what it is. I'm still not buying a Tesla, but I do love the guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm headline, back. Headline number two, guys. That's real. Headline number two. Uh, not two reasons. Isn't this headline number three? No, that was breaking news. Breaking oh. news doesn't count. Oh. Yeah, that's just breaking news. Okay. <laughs> headline number two. <laughs> headline two reads, House passes domestic terrorism bill to use the FBI to silence conservatives who disagree with them. Uh, so this just came out. Uh, House Democrats. Yeah, what are, if the FBI does? What if the FBI agrees with you? What do you mean? Well, what if they, like, dude, I'm pretty sure my FBI agents listen to my shit, and they're like, damn, this guy makes some good points. Yeah, I mean, I read, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I read peeled the fuck out of my I guys, could promise so. you this. They're at least laughing. <laughs> so House Democrats on Wednesday passed a domestic terrorism bill to silence conservatives and those Americans who disagree with them. Democrats used the mass shooting by a lunatic on Saturday in Buffalo, New York, to justify the legislation that will allow the FBI to continue to spy on and harass conservatives and critics of their radical agenda. Uh, The new law is nothing new. Throughout history, brutal regimes have suppressed criticism from their uh, detractors. And the Biden regime has been cracking down on conservatives who attended the January 6th protests in Washington, D.C. Dozens of Trump supporters still languish in prison, and many of the political prisoners did not participate in any violence. Many did not even enter the U.S. Capitol that day. Uh, So Americans are getting used to the Marxist tactics of the Biden regime and international community. Uh, The bill passed 222 to 203, with useful idiot Adam Kinzinger making the rounds attacking Republicans after the passed bill. This article's not written bias at all. No, no No, bias at all. I'll be honest, though. I love Jim Hoff. Listen, I do, too. They're They're from St. Louis. There's a space for you, bro. Yeah, bro. I do, too. That's That's why I like to throw them up there every day. Yeah, yeah. Listen, great dude. Yeah, super cool dude. Total patriot. 
100%. But like, fuck, man. But fuck, bro. Useful like, idiot. You gotta tip the card. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking but, uh, useful idiot. Here's well, he's right. He ain't lying. <laughs> he's not lying, no. Here's uh, Tucker Carlson's uh, response to it. So the last time a party in Congress officially designated the other party a terrorist organization, we are in the middle of a civil war. So that hasn't happened in over 150 years. Typically, the parties argue about things. Sometimes they get mad. They call each other names. Sometimes they get really mad and call each other really bad names. But one thing they don't do is use law enforcement to crush, harass, arrest voters on the other side, because that's not democracy. That's tyranny. But we've just moved one step closer to tyranny. In fact, we may already be there, thanks to what the House is calling an anti-domestic terrorism bill, as if murder wasn't illegal already. It just passed the House, and it instructs the FBI to, quote, analyze and monitor domestic terrorist activity. So how are we defining that? Well, of course, we're not defining that. It instructs the FBI, in other words, the largest law enforcement organization in the United States, to monitor Joe Biden's critics. It dramatically expands the definition of domestic terror. Let's tap in here, the FBI right there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how you doing? Yeah. Guys, Look, I man, swear that's not what we're doing. Here's the reality, dude. A lot of these, listen, I know this for sure because I know some dudes in the FBI. Like, there's fucking turmoil inside the FBI. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, there's patriots inside the FBI fighting smoke shit inside of it, too. So, like, I hope the patriots win. I mean, this is some crazy shit. I mean, I, this isn't new, though, right? Oh, they've been putting, dude, dude. They've been listening dude, to us for years. We were years. talking about, oh, yeah, they listen yeah. to everything. Oh, yeah. They've been <laughs> Bro, listening every, to talk about that no, on the no, show, no. too. People don't understand the extent of what, how they observe us. Like, bro, if everybody truly understood the amount of surveillance that we live under, they would flip the fuck out. Every single fucking thing that you say, that you text, that you email, or that you do within microphone shot of your phone is recorded on the stream and it is all kept. All of it is kept in servers in Germany. It's they keep a entire copy of the internet. Okay. So like, you know how, like whenever, um, somebody gets in trouble and then they come up and they find this weird fucking phone recording that shouldn't exist. That comes off the stream. Mm. That's real shit. That's why cam lives in the woods, bro. Listen, (laughs) Edward Snowden is public enemy. Number one for revealing this. Yeah. Okay, this is real shit. Yeah. Also, so like, dude, when you when you guys talk and you say you make jokes and shit and like blah blah, dude, they fucking hear every fucking thing you say and they and it's recorded. That's not right. And if most Americans knew that, they because like, dude, the way it works is they started uh what what it was it called the the, the Patriot Act the Patriot Act mm-hmm. after after nine right. eleven but it was actually going way before that with the CIA. Well, hold on. In 9-11, they, they expanded it to the Patriot Act to counter, quote-unquote, terrorism. Mm-hmm. And what they were allowed to do was six degrees further off the, off the target. So all they have to do, it, like, they can get to anybody. Like, mm-hmm. if you say, hey, man, I, like, what, like, oh, I think they should be punished for this. Or however, they can say, well, that's, that's terrorist talk. And then they can go to six degrees from you, meaning six degrees from, like, they can go to you and then they can go five degrees further. Yeah. Then they can go to you because we talk and then yeah. five degrees further. Yeah. They can literally reach anybody because of the law that we all agreed was a good idea right. when they created the Patriot Act and now they're abusing it. And now they're what they're saying what he's saying now is, hey, we're gonna use that same shit openly on Americans. Mm-hmm. And bro, it's wrong. Yeah. 
I wonder if the person who went to the six degree of separation was like a big fan of that Kevin Bacon game. You know, the six degrees of Kevin yeah. Bacon. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. Talking yeah. About? yeah you know, like, you know, it's six degrees. It seems like I can connect everybody. Bro, I don't know yeah. about you guys, but this shit makes me want to just fucking go off Deep, grid completely. Up, up in the Kodiak with Cam. Yeah. I don't want to get eaten by a bear, though. That, uh, it's so crazy. I was, I was, go ahead, go ahead. Sebastian Gorka talked about this at the America Fest that, yeah. that what I went to, and he talked about that he had to turn in his phone and his wife had to turn in their phones and everything because of this. It's like they went through, just like you said, six. I don't know if it was six degrees, but went through friends of friends to get what what are they looking for. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's real shit. Of course, I mean, they didn't find anything. Dude, but how about these dudes that are still in prison? I know, I know. That's crazy. Yeah, and nobody really knows that. They're still that. sitting there in jail. I didn't know that. There's, there's over bro, 700 Cash of them, Kelly, bro. who's a major, who was a major conservative influencer, is still in fucking jail. Black guy. Mm -hmm. Still in fucking jail. With no due process. Yeah. Because they're right. able to put you under the domestic terrorist shit. Yeah. No due process. Like, bro, we should really be rallying to fucking get those people fucking freed. Mm -hmm. It's bullshit. They're political prisoners and supposed to be, the, quote unquote, the freest country in the world. Yeah. You're not supposed to have domestic political prisoners no, that's just a way to to teach us a lesson oh it's it's for intimidation yeah yeah that's all it's, it is it's so we don't rally right it's the same thing this is yeah. for yeah yeah that's all well, dude it's for. the same reason they've been saying every four months when shit starts to get a little warm they what do they put on tv uh domestic terror alert who do we look for people who don't agree with biden people who people who who supported january 6th people who think the election was stolen oh you mean so all of america right 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 <laughs> Well, just the, the biggest 85%. Threat. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. No, the biggest well, threat they do to that. America. They, it's, it's what you yeah. said, bro. It, it's, they do that so the average person gets scared. Yeah. Right? And, yeah. And doesn't speak and doesn't use their voice. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, it's actually extremely effective. Mm -hmm. And then not only do, do, do they not use your voice, they, when, when they do use their voice, and this is another problem that the 80% is making, they get a little shadow ban or they get some resistance yeah. or they get this, and then they go say, man, I spoke up and they fucking came after me. And they virtue signal how much resistance they got when it wasn't even actually true. Mm -hmm. They exaggerate it. And that scares people from joining in. It's counterproductive. Yeah. You know? And so I hope that you guys listening, you, you are mindful of that. Represent mm -hmm. the resistance that you face accurately. Because when you overestimate it, it scares people who aren't as courageous as you to not join into the fight. Yeah. You know? But that would take courage. Listen, they don't understand that we're living in a, we are really living in a 1984 world. Yeah. We're living in a fake reality. It's, it, it's about as much of the matrix as it could be. In fact, bro, I was watching paranormal caught on camera last night and they had some, sh you ever watch those, those shows? No. Oh, bro. They got this show called paranormal. Caught Cam would on shoot the ghost. Yeah. No, listen, dude. <laughs> I know I would. They got paranormal caught on camera. And last night it was like this, this, uh, this show on glitches in the matrix. Huh. And it like showed the, one of the things was like a palm tree that had like fallen off the tree, but it was like stuck in the air. And like, it was, this is like 10 different cameras. Like take, like, I don't know, man, maybe we are in the matrix. Dude, I don't know what the fucking thing Simulation. you were smoking or whatever you were taking. Don't yeah. take that one. Uh, don't take that one and drive. Take less. Take <laughs> yeah. less of it. Bro, it was, it was on TV though. <laughs> and it was real. real. <laughs> it's like, Cam, was he really running next to Lance Armstrong? Yeah, did he, I know. Did he take just, some shit and go out and run? No, Listen, bro. I'm I just saw him on TV and then <laughs> yeah. turned into a race. Cam, Cam took a gummy bear and went out running. He's yeah. like, dude, I was running next to Lance Armstrong. <laughs> bro, you know how I know you never fucking smoke weed? Because that ain't what happens. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on. What guys. do you think, bro? What do you think? Me? About, yeah. about oh, this, this shit. I don't know. It's it's frustrating because you want it, you want to do the right thing. They 
it feels like it's a control thing, whether it's fear or whatever. It's, it's no different than the COVID thing. People had to get, they forced them or put them back into a spot to get the vaccine or they're going to lose their job. So then you're, you're put in this position where, okay, I got to do what's right for my family, for people who rely on me. Should I say, this is like, should I speak my mind? No, because I'm going to be putting people at risk. So it just totally, it squashes people who want, want to do the right thing, who believe this certain way and think they're going to be punished. And that's, I mean, it's, you know, you look at how China operates over there. They'll go into social media, anything, anything negative about anything about vaccine or COVID or anything, they'll just delete. And so it's all like, well, here, here's what you need to do. You need to take the vaccine. We're locked down again. You have no, can't say anything about it. That's where we're headed. It feels like. Absolutely. Yeah. It's dangerous. Yeah, it is. And the resistance that needs to happen now is it needs to be united. Yeah. Like, dude, you guys cannot believe this shit and silence yourselves. No. Like this should cause you to get louder. Because should. dude, they, I watched this, uh, we're talking about hunting. I saw this amazing, I think Jordan Peterson uh, clip on it, which was, which is hilarious because they're going after him right now. Yeah. But uh, did you see that? No. They're going after Peterson because uh -huh. he said that he wasn't attracted to that woman that won the Sports Illustrated. Like, bro, we got to all be attracted to women that we're not attracted to now. Oh, God. Get the fuck out of here. So Are anyway, you serious? Oh, yeah. He said she wasn't beautiful and the fucking internet melted down. Like, motherfucker, well, that's... We don't have to like every, the way everybody looks. Was it the new woke beautiful? Oh, yeah, yes. yeah. It was a Sports Illustrated... Uh, it, it was a it was a woman. She's, you remember Kathy Ireland? Yeah. What can can that be beautiful again? I mean, look, dude. It I, seems like it's beautiful. I, I, listen, I <laughs> I whatever you're into is cool with me. You know what I'm saying? But like the reality is, and what people don't understand is that um like people are into all kinds of different shit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like the, I I thought the the woman that she's bigger woman, she's curvy, but I didn't think she wasn't like she's I think she was Good looking. She's an attractive woman. Just not your speed. No, it's just, I wouldn't date her. That's it. Cam, you dated yourself there, Kathy yeah. Ireland. Yeah. We were more like yeah, Christy Brinkley era, oh, you know, like post man. Kathy Ireland. Christy Brinkley is actually still kind of hot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she is. <laughs> and by kind of, you mean smoke. Bro, when she well, was. I'm not going to uh, incriminate myself, fellas, here. You guys are all like, you know. <laughs> Huh? You don't yeah. even. You've never even seen a swimsuit issue. Yeah, bro. <laughs> you you don't like Christy Brinkley back in the day when you're like a fucking teenage boy. That's a whole different kind of well, thing. Like she was on. Uh, wasn't that vacation. Chevy Chase? Yes. Oh, bro. Oh, you, did you ever see that? The Ferrari he scene? pulls up behind beside yes. her. This is you. Can, you can drag him outside. It's good. Oh my god! This, I know. this is the seen, shit we deal this with. This dude hadn't seen Braveheart oh, until like a month ago. Well, so, uh, and he's talking about ago. freedom all the time. But freedom. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> are you guys too young for the the Farrah Fawcett? Don't say you guys. No, Don't no, say no. you guys. No, you no, remember no, that Fawcett. poster, Farrah Fawcett? Yes, of course. Okay. Yes. All yes. right. That one. Yeah, of course. You do? I do know Farrah Fawcett. But yeah. the poster, you know what I'm talking about? DJ's no, not no. old enough to have posters. See, we had posters. No, well, I was telling him, he's younger <laughs> than my son. Yeah. So it's like, I'm his dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your daddy? <laughs> Cam's your daddy. <laughs> hey, I, I'll take it. I'll take it. Oh fuck, dude! dude I, you it know, took you me a while to come back with that milk, though, man. Like, <laughs> been gone for a minute, bro. He came through St. Louis 27 years ago, one time. I know. Yeah. Well, uh, but, anyway, but uh, fuck, what was I talking? What was I going to talk about? about? I don't know. Who cares? Posters. Fawcett. No, I was going to get to the point about something. Oh, they, everybody's not your cup of tea. It's cool. Yeah, yeah that's well, fine. It's too. okay. That's I mean, that's what makes the world go round. Well, hey, whatever, man. Like, I, <laughs> you know, I don't care what you're into, bro. And we should not as all long be, as not little should, kids and animals. We should. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. It. You can't be bullied because you don't find someone attractive and you happen to say God, it. That's Fuck, just dude. Crazy. They sell those red balls for a reason. DJ. Yeah, and, but here's the funny thing. 
None of those people attacking him are Jordan Peterson fans. Right. Yeah. Okay. Every single one of them is not his. Like, not only that, every single one of them probably looked 10 times worse than the fucking model. That's whatever, dude. Not only that, Jordan Peterson got up today and pissed greatness just like Do you he does. Do you think he fucking day. cares? <laughs> no. That guy's a fucking gangster. Dude. We were, I was going to make a point, but I forgot what it was. You made your point. All right, here we go, guys. Headline number three. Headline reads, Biden back who treaty amendment would yield United States public health powers to United Nations. Uh, so this is a breaking article just came out. Um, the World Health Organization, or the WHO, is pushing for a, quote, global pandemic treaty to be ratified at its World Health Assembly, which begins on May 22nd of 2022. Uh, the treaty would give the WHO tremendous increases in power and funding, transferring much of the authority for pandemic control from member nations to the United Nations agency. The Biden administration in January of 2022 proposed amendments to WHO's international health regulations uh, that would eliminate all requirements for WHO to consult with member governments before declaring a disease outbreak. Uh, both the IHR amendments and the new, quote, global pandemic treaty are set to be topics of discussion at the upcoming World Health Assembly. Supporters say this is necessary to improve worldwide pandemic response, while critics warn about the loss of national sovereignty to a globalist organization that did not extinguish itself uh, during the Wuhan coronavirus pandemic. Um, <clears throat> so there's a couple of things here. I'm going to scoot through a little bit because there's some important parts here. So the proposed IHR amendments also cede control to who, quote, regional directors who are given the authority to declare a public health emergency of regional concern. Moreover, the proposed amendments allow the director general to ring an international alarm bell by unilaterally issuing the, quote, intermediate public health alert. Uh, properly understood, the proposed IHR amendments are directed towards establishing a globalist architecture of worldwide health surveillance, reporting, and management. Consistent with a top-down view of governments, the public will not have opportunities to provide input or criticism concerning the amendments. This, of course, is a direct violation of the basic tenets of democracy and can be prepared to a separate new pandemic treaty. The WCH critique was uh, cited by Representative Chris Smith, who's a Republican out of New Jersey, um, and his uh, deunification, I'm sorry, denunciation of the Biden administration's absurd proposal to surrender U.S. sovereignty to the corrupt World Health Organization on Wednesday. He said uh, Smith was particularly opposed to the uh, proposal that would eliminate the current requirement for WHO to consult with the governments of member nations, including the United States, before declaring an infectious disease outbreak. The WCH also criticized the amendments for giving WHO increased surveillance powers and placing uh, greater decision-making emphasis on its models and simulations who would also be empowered to use undisclosed sources for its pandemic data, which could include all manner of self-interested uh, or politicized sources, from pharmaceutical companies to organizations like the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. The Director General of WHO would gain unilateral authority to declare health emergencies and take punitive actions against member nations. <laughs> That's communism disguised as health. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For you fucking idiots that don't understand that there's a few key words in there, the punitive, the globalist and the power. Yeah. Those yeah. three words, the, the globalist. Yeah. That's, that's 
that's the intention this whole time. It always has been. Yeah. And then you mentioned more power, give them more power and funding. I mean, and not have and to answer punitive. to anything Terrible. or disclose where their info's from. Yeah. Or, um, by <laughs> the way, your rights don't matter when we declare an emergency. You just got a taste of this for the last two years. Didn't we just go through this? Not only that, when you post this on the internet, they're trying to make it seem like this is a conspiracy theory so no one pays attention. Yeah. Right. The actual military, our military service intelligence is telling people that this is a conspiracy theory. They are being fed the information from the military leaders that this this whole thing is never going to happen. It's not real. Bullshit. All right? It's right here. <laughs> Look, dude. <clears throat> I but what do you think? Terrible. I mean, it's like that's that's the biggest problem we have right now yeah. is giving more power over to I mean, why would they we They shouldn't have any power. No. Why? Well, the point is, like, dude, they're like they talk about the framework in there. Mm -hmm. That's a communist framework it is. that they are disguising as health. So all for for you guys who are not understanding this, all they have to do is do what exactly what they did here in in the United States, but globally, and say, oh, there's an emergency. Then they don't have to tell you what the emergency is or what the data decision was made from or what the actual facts are, and there's no way for you to complain or criticize or say anything. And then they have the ability for punitive, which means they can send troops, NATO troops, into our country to enforce these, these standards. It's just really bad. Yeah. I think I'm wondering now, because I just read something that Biden was saying, or he congratulated or did something about, I think NATO added Sweden and Finland or mm -hmm. something like that. So is this a way, because we, I know there's some countries up there in that part of Europe who didn't do the mask mandates and mm -hmm. didn't do the vaccines and they just kind of operate. So is this a way to corral them in? So there were, wasn't these dissenters. They tried to do this. They tried to control everybody. So there's a few holes in the game. Mm -hmm. Now they're shoring up those holes, mm -hmm. right? Is that what it feels like to you? Yes. Yeah. So what happens you got a leaky boat? Well, here's what I, here, here's how I see it. I think it was a test to see if they could actually do it. Mm -hmm. I think they, I think the COVID thing was the benign test. Mm -hmm to see if people would actually go along with it. I believe that they're going to try this again with the smallpox shit. Okay. Monkeypox. Yeah. Bill Gates has been out there, which by the way, um, has been eradicated from the planet, which means it had to be reintroduced. Mm -hmm. It means it only existed in the laboratories and it means they had to intentionally reintroduce it, which seems to have happened. Um, Same thing with coronavirus. It only, yeah, it doesn't exist right. in its deadly right. form. And, and you have Putin saying that, they were developing these biological mm -hmm. weapons in Ukraine. Right. Hmm. Interesting. Um, and then you have this fucking guy, Bill Gates, on TV over a year ago, warning about smallpox, weaponized smallpox, blah, blah, blah. Now we're seeing in the news monkeypox. Mm -hmm. Okay. And what I believe they're going to do now is reintroduce this thing and try to get everybody to redo the thing to get their objective accomplished. So... I said, what, a year or two years ago? I said, dude, you guys are complying with this shit. Now all they're going to have to do is introduce one that actually kills people, and then mm -hmm. they're going to make everybody who looks like they're resistant actual criminals, they're going to put those people away in fucking camps, and they're going to get their way. Yep. And it looks like that's what they're trying to do to me. The, the enemy of this is strong men. Yeah. You know that? And that's if they can eliminate the strong men yeah. making a stand, yeah. they won. Yeah. 
Uh, so it, I think and they'll win forever and ever and it's ever. It's our obligation to stand up and fight for what we feel is right for rights of others to make, yeah. uh, you know, decisions yeah. to be, I mean, independent. It's like, but they they don't they want to stop people like us. Well, remember, they can't stop. They can't stop. They have to proceed with the plan. They're all in. They have to be yeah. because, dude, if they stop, they understand what will happen to them. Right. So the longer that they're allowed to even exist on the fucking planet. They're not going to stop. Well, and they're like the scary thing too, man, is like you see all of these other governments throughout, like all, all these other countries, their governments are literally selling their fucking citizens. And so like Germany just did it today. I don't know if you guys saw it, but Germany, their Supreme Courts of Germany ruled that all of the lockdowns, all of the quarantine camps and all, all the, the punitive stuff that, that the government of Germany did on its people, the Supreme Court of Germany ruled that it was all constitutional. You know what I'm saying? And that, that's happening everywhere. We saw what happened in Australia. We saw what happened in Austria. We, they're all doing this. And I think, you know, we talked about it on a couple of shows ago, but you know, America is kind of like the last beacon of hope to all these other countries. No shit. So once, once, once we go down, it's we ain't going down. Done. And we ain't going to go down. I'm talking about in their mind. Like in, in their mind, they knock us down. It's over. Well, it's over, man. I'm just saying this. Um, that ain't happening here. Ain't happening. Real man, guys. Our final segment of the. I mean, show. look at the picture of this dude. Yeah, fuck this guy. Mm -hmm. I mean, dude, I'm sick of seeing this guy like create the problem and then automatically be in the position to capitalize on the solution. Dude, they have they got the vaccines ready already, bro. I'm sick of it. Vaccines were in production I'm in sick 2020. Of these people are doing this for control and fucking money, and they're ruining the lives of every fucking American in this fucking country. Well, they, they crucified Rogan for misinformation for voicing his opinion. Because he's not a doctor. Yeah. Who the fuck's this guy? Right. <laughs> some, Software engineer. Some nerd. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's not a doctor. So why is he weighing in on this shit? Not, he he weighs in on all of it. Yeah. Now, yeah. I mean, he's, he's on the baby formula shit too. You know that? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, man, fuck all these people. Look, dude, that, that's it. Fuck that's all it. Them. Stop buying their shit. Stop supporting them. Remove their fucking, their, their technology in any way that you can from your fucking life dry up their income sources um and you know that's what's got to happen and, yep. and anybody investing in any of the shit bro in my opinion anybody who's affiliated with the world economic forum in any way whatsoever um should be completely cut off from from the rest of society in every every regard agreed they should get no support they should get none of your business they should get whatever companies are involved don't buy their shit buy small little companies go back to small business don't buy pepsi don't buy coke don't buy any of their products Buy the fucking little shit and, and buy dude, first form. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Support the brands that stand for the right shit. Yeah. Origin. Yeah. Origin. Yeah, that's right. It's another that's, great that's company. Right. Origin. Uh, or people that don't know Origin, that's uh, a company that you're a part of. You, Jocko, uh, Pete. Pete, and uh, Kip. Kip. They're doing American made uh, uh, hunting gear, American made uh, denim, American made gear. Bring yeah. back, and we're talking about everything American made, mm -hmm. not half American made or where the zippers from China or wherever. We're talking about creating an actual producing manufacturing garment business mm -hmm. in this country, which hasn't existed in years. You know, right. a lot of people get, get mad. Like, you're like, oh, well, your clothes aren't made in America or this or that. Yeah, motherfucker, go try to get some clothes made in America. Mm -hmm. It's really hard. It is. And we have guys like those guys and guys like us who are making tremendous capital investments in the infrastructure to do so. And 
you know, like we spoke earlier, we're going to work together yeah. to create this thing. But um, those are the kind of things that have to happen. Yeah. And we have to take the financial uh, leverage. The, the, yeah, take the financial leverage that we can on these people and stop using their shit. Yep. That's the yeah. truth. Because what they're doing is they're taking the money and they are fucking using it to ruin your life. Yeah. Well, people, as long as we expose stuff like this and, and also celebrate businesses like First Form, yeah. like Origin, then people are like, they're being educated on this. And yeah. they, maybe they weren't pay, paying attention before. They're sure. paying attention now. Yeah. And they're like, okay, now we see what's going on. Here's who we'll support because yeah. they support us in our way of and life. And we understand like, dude, there's some gaps that we got to fill. Mm -hmm. Like not every garment that we sell is made in America. It's really hard to do. That's why we're building a plant. That's why you guys are building plants. Mm -hmm. That's why we're doing all of these things because we're trying to get there. And it's important that we all recognize what needs to happen. We, we need everybody to get together on this, man. That's real. Yeah. I think, I mean, I, talk, talking about the American citizen, it's like that, that person, the two most powerful things that person has is their voice and their wallets. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So you speak the fuck up with your words and, and, and your influence, whether that's with your neighbors and you speak up with your wallet yeah. and who you support. And by the way, have some discernment for the companies that are on your fucking team. Yeah. You know, stop canceling companies that are pro-America because you didn't like the way they fucking did something. Right. Uh, and understand that those people are trying to create solutions as well. Like, we can't turn on ourselves. We're, like, that's a problem with the conservative side of things or the, the, the 80%. They're, they're, you, guys are, you guys are so used to fighting that now you're turning those weapons on your own team. Mm -hmm. That's not helpful either. Yeah. Okay. So cut some people some slack if they stand for the right shit. And buy them my pillow. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Motherfucker. We got them. Yeah. 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 Are, they, are they really? Uh, okay. Like, all jokes. Doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. That's true. They doesn't are, matter they, if they're good. They buy are the good, pillow. though, on top of that. Uh, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's also a right movement. Dude, pillows to are important, man. Yeah. yeah. I got to have the right I stood the ground. I love that guy. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, typically I'll turn off the commercials when you go. He's got some fucking balls. Oh, I love him. He stands his ground and he's up and he's like, you know what? Fuck him. I'm going to come at me. I'm going to keep coming back. Yeah. <laughs> Be a fucking pillow fight. But it goes back to our success earlier, right? <laughs> get knocked down. Get back up. Keep moving. Don't care. And yeah. guess what? People will support you. That's dude, right, I'm surprised. Like, dude, I'm legit surprised that these people can walk around in society. They don't. That's the thing. They don't. What do they do? They live in their basement during yeah, the whole election. Yeah, corn Pop's been down in his basement for the last four years. What'd you call him? Corn, corn no, Pop? Yeah. No, no. Corn Pop's a bad dude. That's who he fought, wasn't it? I think he got in a fight with Corn Pop. Is that what it was? Yeah, I think so. Did he beat corn, him up? According to Joe? Corn Pop and Putin. <laughs> They're bad dudes. Oh they my. hunt bears. <laughs> corn Pop. We're, we're, he kills them with his hands. With, so with a 12 gauge shotgun. That's all you need. Now, you don't need your bow. You just need a shotgun, bro. That's well, uh, I saw that Brazil's president said no fucking way on this deal. Oh, you know? good. Yeah. Bolsaro, he said, nope, we ain't doing that. Good. Yeah. Where are we going? I'm just saying. Brazil, is, Brazil ain't bad. I mean, I'll try it for vacation. You know, I would rather fight these motherfuckers here and say, hey, fuck you. This is not your shit. Yeah. That's my yeah. opinion. Yeah, oh, Cam, you can hunt. You can come hunt my land. It's pretty nice. I got, right. I got a lot of Cam's hunting friends be, that want to hunt, but Cam, you, you can hunt it. Cam's right, going to cool. be screwing those fucking explosive tips on his arrow like Rambo. Yeah. <laughs> I always wondered how they got that heavy thing to fly. You know yeah. what I mean? I know. Wow. It's like the 80-yard shot. I know. It looked good, though, on Rambo, too, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah, right, yeah, dude. I remember I, that guy standing in the river, and he's just like, oh, shit, Rambo. And <laughs> yeah. he's like, here comes that arrow. Boom. Yeah. Damn. The, Over. Dude, I remember, like, screwing it on. I'm yeah. like, oh, here it comes, dude. Yeah. You got some of those in the bottom of the safe? I got them, yeah. Is that yeah, a, yeah, my man? Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> dude, you really? <laughs>
the fuck's wrong with you? Oh no! What do you think you, you you put like a two pound fucking weight yeah, on the shit, end of an arrow? I, I don't know. What are you going to shoot it with? I don't. I don't bow hunt. I don't hey, know. have I you ever shot a flaming arrow? I have. Sh- let me think. I've made flames with an arrow. Well, we did this one trick. I did. Uh, used to work with Black Rifles named Richard Ryan, but we set up a propane flame and a paint can right behind it. So I shot my arrow through the flame. And it pulled the flame into the paint can, which my arrow punctured. Then boom, that oh, was a damn. big That's explosion. Cool. Yeah, I'm talking right. about like what they did like in Roman times, like we're you know gladiator. Uh, I haven't done that. No, I haven't done that. That'd be cool though. That what are you, cool. what I, are you doing at five thirty? I'm on the first time for everything. Hey, I got a flamethrower in there. We can light up. There you up. go. There you Shoot go. it right through there. We'll light some <laughs> shit on fire. Support the companies that got flamethrowers. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's American made. I mean, it's definitely made in a garage. Yeah, <laughs> bro, that shit's made in Missouri. No question. Jason keeps asking, "Hey, did you shoot it yet?" No, no, you're going first. Yeah. You gave it to me. You're going first, motherfucker. <laughs> These motherfuckers gave me a flamethrower yeah, for we, my birthday. Yeah, I want to. Yeah, he yeah, has, he has yeah. You go first. That, yeah. See, that's that. That's that. You shot yours shit. though. Yeah. No, you shot yours. That's Caesar. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, He's trying see, to get you. You yeah. shot yours. You Caesared me. Don't Caesar me, bro. <laughs> Don't Unless tase on, me, bro. Caesar salad. Unless it's on my salad. That's what I say. Caesar salad. All right, guys. Our final segment of the show, as always, we have our thumbs up uh, segment where I show a headline to either and get two thumbs up or two thumbs in the butt. And with that being said, our thumbs up headline reads, Metallica baby, woman gives birth at Brazil Stadium uh, as band plays Enter Sandman. Bro, he's here. Fuck yeah, baby. It's the second coming. (laughs) (laughs) Shit, the only thing better would be Simba, like some lady at at the zoo in front of the lions. You know what I'm saying? No, this yeah. is like the modern day, like this is the modern day coming of like the same bullshit. Yeah. That's that's Mariano Riviera right there. He's coming out from left field, bro. I'm just saying, he's coming man. to close this shit this down. Kid, that's the chosen one. Yeah, bro. Fucking right. Yeah, bro. What so, do you name him? <laughs> Metallica. Oh, yeah. His name's up in there. So, uh, so, so Joyce uh, Figaro was 39 weeks pregnant um, and sitting in a special area at the Metallica show in Brazil when her contractions began during the set. She has posted her details of the son's unusual birthplace on Instagram with the band sharing the news with the fans. Supermarkets, cars, and lifts, they're just some of the unusual birthplaces reported for babies who have made speedy entrances into the world. But one newborn in Brazil now surely lays claim to the most rock and roll arrival of all time. Uh, two-day-old Luan Figueiro, uh, Figaro, sorry, was born in a Metallica gig at the Cudo Piera Stadium in Brazil, southern state of uh, Piranha, uh, to the sound of Enter Sandman, according to his mom. Uh, Metallica has shared the details of the birth with their 8.2 million followers on the band's Instagram stories. Uh, with just three songs left to go, the plan was to take her to the hospital by ambulance. But, quote, there was no more time. Sharing the news in posts written in both Portuguese and English on Instagram, Ms. Figaro says her son was, quote, born right there in the stadium as the band's biggest hit ever, uh, Enter Sandman, played. The whole day was crazy, she said, adding that she had joked the little boy's name would be James Ulrich uh, after Metallica frontman James Hetfield and drummer Lars Ulrich. Uh, Ms. Figaro says she has received lots of messages about her her son's birth and thank well wishers for their support. Yeah. Did they really name it that? No, she no. named Luis. The, fu- the fact that that kid's not named Lars is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Dude, this is the coolest thing I've ever heard. This is going to cool. sound really weird, but I got chills. You know, I'm thinking about, man, Enzo's being born. I should. I was playing George Strait. I should have fucking played Metallica. Yeah. 
No, that's, uh, that's legendary shit. That's what I mean, dude. Like, I that's, mean, that's a fucking Metallica has to be the greatest rock band of all time. That particular song. I mean, if you, I mean, that's, I mean, that's the I don't song. Even, I mean, dude, like, I, I don't know. I, I grew up on this shit. So, right. like, for me, like, I don't, I feel a certain way about it. <laughs> I watched <laughs> my first Metallica concert. I watched Lars. He, he was, I mean, wailing away on the drums. He kept spitting up in the air and he would try to like catch it in his mouth and he's just going down. And I was like, dude, this guy's a fucking animal. Yeah. And he never stopped. He's probably 48 at the time, you know? I think they're like in their like 60s now, huh? 70s? Yeah, I don't know sure. how old they what's are. The lead, what's this guy's name? I forget. James, James Hetfield. Hetfield. Okay, James so Hetfield. when he was out in front jamming and Lars is spitting on, the, on his fight and I'm looking at these guys, these guys are like, this is a, a real rock star. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. this is it. This is what they mean, rock star. I don't know how you don't name the kid Sandman. For well, real, yeah, right? It's like, oh, how did you get that name? Then you got the story. Yeah, right. right. What a cool story. Yeah. That kid you, walks already. Do you, you know Metallica that? fan? Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, he yeah. bow hunts. James does. Does he? Yeah, I think does so. he live? Is he a Colorado guy, right? Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure he bow hunts. So, have you not bow hunted with every man on planet Earth? I have not. Not yet. No, I'm I'm working towards. One day I'll let you come with me. Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> Let's do it. I'll teach you a few Southie things about flamethrowing flame and throw. shooting, yeah. shooting arrows. That sounds good. We'll gladiator it. Yeah, you, you'll be out there in, uh, in in Raquel's BMW killing deer. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it takes. Yeah. Whatever it takes. This dude, him? Nope. Reverse. This dude. Over, right. This dude has a new car coming in, and on the way to turn it in, they hit a fucking deer. Pretty much. Yeah. Day before. Anyway, that's awesome. Two awesome. thumbs up for me. Fuck yes, mm -hmm. what you got? I mean, come on, two thumbs up. That's rad, Cameron. Oh yeah, I I uh, jumped the gun on it. I already said two thumbs up, yeah, but yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I haven't excited. changed my yeah I haven't changed my mind. Yeah, no way. <laughs> two it's thumbs awesome, up, man. Fuck yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. Guys, that's all I got. Cam, dude, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank um, you for the opportunity, guys. Please purchase his book. It's called Endure. Where would you prefer that they purchase purchase it from? Uh, it's cool to do a bookstore. Yeah. Barnes and Noble is cool. I mean, yeah. everybody orders off Amazon cause it's easy, Yeah, but, uh, I like bookstore support. So that, that'd be good. Yeah. If you guys could do that, you know, buy a copy or two and, uh, help, help, you know, share the word. I guarantee you it's an awesome book. Um, but bigger than that, man, just thank you for being who you are and, and uh, being the humble man that you are. And, setting a great example for, for the young people out here in the world that are trying to create something and become something because there's not many people out there that are telling people the truth that, um, you know, they're capable as well. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that's one of the things I've always respected about you. It's one of the things I think is the most important that you do of all the amazing stuff that you do. Uh, you always remind people that they can do the same things that you do. And that's a huge, powerful message, uh, that I believe we all appreciate. So thank you for doing that. Oh, thank you. And and being part of this here today is like I said, it's a very it's a big honor. We got a lot of respect for you guys and how you go about your business and what you've built here. And uh yeah, I mean I, I feel lucky to be sitting here. So thank you. Well, that's that's a mutual ours. feeling. Yes, a hundred percent. So guys, that's the show. If you like the show, remember the fee. Um, you can Venmo me a thousand dollars. That's the fee, or you can tell people for free. Um, it's your choice. So either send me a grand or tell someone about the show. That's the feat. Keep hammering. All right. Yeah. Went from sleeping on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl. Fuck a stove. Counted millions in a cold. Bad bitch. Booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold. Does a no. Headshot. Case closed. Close.